is the WWE Superstar Roman Reigns, the WWE Superstar of the Year. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts. Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Bear. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 269 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. Yeah. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. Last time I checked, we're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Hey, just search, it. yeah, check. Uh, just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. I've never checked, but I've been told <laughs> that we're on Twitter as WNS Podcast. <laughs> Heard through the grapevine that Daniel's on Twitter as WNS Podcast. Word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth says Tyler is on Twitter <laughs> at Tyler underscore Avery. There you go. So welcome to the show. Have a full show to talk about this week. Gary on Teed. Yeah, we're going to fully show it. It's, yes. We're going to show it all fully. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about Raw. We're going to talk about NXT TakeOver. We're going to talk about WrestleMania. And much more. But first, how you guys doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah? You hanging in there? I'm hanging. Hanging? From the grapevine. You're hanging from the grapevine. That's never a good thing. Mm-mm. Doug, how are you? People keep telling me I'm fine, man. Yeah. <laughs> Is that is that the uh, the word of mouth? That's the rumor that's going around. It's the rumors. Yeah. You can't. Oh, those are uh, those are pretty <laughs> legit. Um, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm a little bit out there right yeah. now. My Where, mind where'd is, you go? My mind is spacing out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Space is the place. Yeah. Yeah. Funky like a monkey. Well, I was actually I was pulling up iTunes because I just saw that we had a uh, an iTunes review, but unheard it, of. But what? it also had a uh, a question, so I was wondering should I try and save that for the end of the show, or should we just go ahead and read the questions now and pertaining to the review? Whatever. All right, so let's go ahead and do it. Um, we have uh, an iTunes review from <laughs> uh, Ifis Good. I hope I P H I S good. I P H is good. Or Ip his good. <laughs> Anyways, this person, Mr. Good, we'll call him. Okay. Give us five stars. Maybe a Mrs. Good. Mr. Oh. or Mrs. Good has given us five stars. Uh, saying, hey guys, so I have two questions. One, why you guys hate comic book movie? And do you play EA UFC 2? So keep up the good show. First, thank you very much for the five stars. We appreciate yeah, it. super nice. I love comic book movies. I don't yeah, know, I don't know which movie uh, you're talking yeah. about. I, I, I'm with these guys. I enjoy comic book movies. Uh, I don't know if you're... Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't hate on any comic book movies. Uh, probably so. Batman vs. Superman. We probably hate on that. Not all. I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Yeah, we, we were mostly. Uh, we weren't uh, really talking about. Were we, we were mostly messing with Noah because we knew he would like react <laughs> to a certain. Way oh, gotcha. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, no, yeah, we were messing with a friend. Um, so. <laughs> and no, I haven't played the second UFC game. I I played the first one, but I haven't got around to 
checking out the second one. I just don't yeah. have a lot of time right now. Me too. I've, I've watched some clips of it. I'm, I'm interested. Tyler showed me that thing where he played uh, Conan on... Uh, what is that segment about video games that Conan uh, Clueless Gamer? Something, something like that, yeah. Mm. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Nice. So. Good stuff. Yeah. The game looks interesting. I've, I haven't played any of the UFC games in the past, so uh, I might have to look into it and see how it goes. I'm not typically the best at fighting games. Um, I'm not actually very good at very many games, but might be worth checking out. We'll see. What? 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 Butts. Yeah, Butts? I played the first one. It was it was fun. Um, no, I haven't played the second one. Yeah. Play as uh, CM Punk so that you can have his fight before his actual fight. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the uh, yeah. five stars. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very you. much. We appreciate it. Woo! Uh, let's dive into some feedback. First bit of feedback we have. And before we really dive into it, because we we, we need to address some of the uh, the feedback that we have. Um, we, we love that you guys are tuning in and uh, giving us your thoughts and stuff. Unfortunately, we, we just can't read every single, you know, bit of feedback that we have, especially whenever it pertains to like a review. So Canadian War Machine, I apologize. I had to sum up some of what you said. Uh, for those of you who are interested, make sure to go to our YouTube channel, WS Video, go to the last week's episode and uh, check out all of Canadian War Machine's thoughts on WrestleMania. Same for you, Sonny. I apologize. Uh, you know, I just don't want to spend 20 minutes reading someone's, you know, review or, or, or summary of, of an event. Um, Here, here's the deal. Like, like Daniel said, we uh, appreciate that you guys look to interact with us. And if you post it on any of our social media, we will absolutely read your thoughts, at least to ourselves. Now, well, sort of, and, and I guess uh, Sonny and War Machine aren't the first people to do this, but yeah. it's just getting to a point where we have to say, we can't go point by point and like react to like, like a whole show review from for listener feedback or anything like that. What we're and while we appreciate it and we'll read it, it's just not something we can do on the show like anymore. And what we're really looking for from feedback is if you have like a point or you have maybe two points and maybe you need uh, a little bit of room to to make your point or to uh, argue a point against something that was said on the show, by all mm -hmm. means, we're not we're not like trying to shoehorn you guys into a word count if you're making a point. But, like, if you're doing, like, a full show review, that's really something that um, maybe if you have, like, a lot to say about wrestling, maybe that's something that you would look to do for on your own platform. Right. And, uh, you know, podcast blogs, if you're a great writer or whatever. And, uh, again, it's not like a – we're not being dicks about it. It's just if, uh, you know, it's just too, we can't go point by point with, like, a whole mm -hmm. show review and someone give else. Us, give us that. bullet points and we'll we'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it's not our show anymore. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we do appreciate that you yeah, looked interact. Yeah, definitely. We definitely do. Um, but like I said, sometimes you, you just sit here and, and you're reading something for five minutes and you're not even halfway done and it's just, man. But uh, but yeah, but we do appreciate everyone who, who listens to our show, who comments on our show. Uh, just, you know, make it to where we can get in and out really quick, you know. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, Tyler's doing the fisting motion. Really good stuff. Uh, so first bit <laughs> of feedback we have is from Ace McSpade saying, Great show, guys. Very entertaining. 
So thank you very much. We thank appreciate you. that. Uh, next bit of feedback we have from Micah saying, I I was uh, way more looking forward to NXT TakeOver Dallas rather than WrestleMania, but I do believe WrestleMania was good. Sounds like your Wrestle- WrestleMania setup is the same as my own for each pay-per-view. Gather my buddies an hour before the show. We go down the card, selecting winners, write it down on a whiteboard. Whatever gets the most wins, wins the night. Still no idea what is the prize. Either way, you guys keep pumping out great shows and being awesome. So thank you. What we do is just make everybody chip in like five bucks and the winner gets the bot. Yeah. So maybe winner take all. So maybe that's something you would incorporate. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You know, money and uh, penis pops. Poor Noah. (laughs) 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 Yes. Penis pop for Noah. Uh, next bit of feedback we have is from Sonny. Like I did, uh, like I said earlier, I did sum it up a little bit. He, you know, he thought that there was nothing really special about the Taker and uh, McMahon match because there was, you know, no twist, no run in. It was more of just a traditional matchup. I guess he was expecting a swerve of some sort, some kind of outside interference. I, I you know, from from the comments that I saw, a lot of people were expecting some outside interference and even we were speculating as if something like that were to happen uh but unfortunately it was not to be but we'll dive into our uh our full thoughts on the uh wrestlemania card in just a little bit uh sonny also said that mark henry he felt should have won the battle royal especially since corbin lost to aries uh 48 hours prior at nxt takeover and um you know for something like that yeah it could possibly be Mark Henry's last WrestleMania. It's in his home state. You know, you want to have him have a chance to have his send off. Uh, but it's also an opportunity to make a new guy. Uh, and if you and if you kind of pay attention to how they transitioned from NXT to WWE, it's sort of like two separate worlds. You know, where what you did in NXT doesn't necessarily get mentioned in the WWE, like on the main roster. It's it's old school and the NXT is old school in the way that you go out on your back, you're going out putting somebody else over mm-hmm. and is sticking around on the way out. Right. So and that's um, how you maintain uh people of a certain status on that brand. Right. By making new people mm-hmm. before the old people leave. Gotta pass the torch. So uh but thank you so much, Sonny, and uh you know, for Sonny's full thoughts, go to the uh the YouTube channel. And check it out. Uh, Same for Canadian War Machine. uh, Saying TakeOver was awesome except for uh, Corbin. uh, Thought Zayn and Nakamura was the match of the night. Um, Believed that Balor and Joe shouldn't have been stopped so many times. Enjoyed the Hall of Fame and then gave a full review on uh, on WrestleMania. Uh, And for Balor and Joe, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit in our our TakeOver uh, thoughts. But, um, you know, the refs just look, you know, trying to do his job and make sure that the competitors are safe. Um, but with that being said, let's dive in to the NXT TakeOver Dallas, which took place last Friday instead of Saturday, which was a interesting twist. Um, five matches, originally six were on the card. We didn't, we did not get to see Apollo Crews versus Elias Sampson. So that was announced for NXT? Yes, it had been takeover. announced, uh, or maybe it was taking place this week for NXT. I'm not sure. But, uh, I, I just recall that it had been announced as a match that was going to be taking place. Um, some people I saw saying that it was like a dark match, which I guess would have had to have happened before the pre-show. Um, but Or maybe it just got completely bumped. But, I, think, I thought I heard that uh, the dark match was um, whatever Los Sombra's going by now, Manny Andrada or whatever, however it's pronounced, and... Uh, 
uh, whatever B6's name is, Chris Geth- Gethard. Cool. I think that was the dark match that I heard about. Maybe they maybe they both ran. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, I guess only the people who were there will know. So if you happen to be at NXT Takeover Dallas, Ben um, sure it's somewhere. We yeah, could probably. Look well, it up. I, well, that's Ben. Well, no, I don't know if Ben was there. Was he? Yeah. He was. Yeah, he went to NXT Takeover. I don't remember seeing any pictures. Yeah, but. it was on there. He had pictures. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. He did. Never mind. I'm done. Yeah, we'll ask him. Um, so let's dive into NXT Takeover Dallas. Uh, like I said, five matches on the card. All of them very solid matches. Uh, the the last three were phenomenal. Uh, definitely worth checking out. This whole the whole takeover is worth high praise. Uh, the f- opening contest was the revival going up against American Alpha for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Um, Wait, they were both dark matches. Ah, okay. Manny Andrade versus Christopher Gerard and Apollo Cruz and Elias were both dark matches. Interesting. All right, good to know. Um, but yeah, it was tag titles on the line. Um, this matchup was was solid. It, it had a few bumpy points in the road. Um, there were a few miscommunications, a few timing issues that From they had. What I've seen of the revival, and I haven't like I watched a few matches. They're good at like roughing up a person and mm-hmm. like making sure they don't tag their partner. Yeah, I've seen that a mm-hmm. lot in their um, style. Yeah. They have a very good style. I've, you know, I don't really know much about them, but I haven't seen a match where I, you know, was like, oh, those guys are awful. So they've, you know, they're putting on solid performances every time they go out the ring. Of course, American Alpha over as hell with the crowd. Um, Doug, what did you think of the matchup? I thought it was good. Um, it was a hot opener. The crowd was definitely into it. Uh, with all these teams seemingly moving up. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to establish a new top team, sort of reshuffle the what's the left of the existing like tag division. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good, really good matchup. Two, two. I was gonna say, well, the spoilers and stuff for Raw, but there's only two. That would be two tag teams. Yeah, they're what? in there, right? No, there's three because Blake and Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but American Alpha does end up getting the victory, becoming the new NXT Tag Team Champions. And if you go back and watch it, uh, go and look at Jason Jordan's facial expressions whenever he wins, because there's so much like emotion in it well, for him I, winning I saw the that first time. After his match, and he he was crying. Yeah, it's just you know pure emotion. That's cool. Just so happy to be an established guy now. And I think he's been in their system for a long time, and mm-hmm. that's why it was like so. Like overcome with emotion because so I think he was in their system even before NXT. Like I think he was an FCW guy too. I believe so. Wow. I think you're right. He's probably he's probably been grinding away at this for a while, and he's he's got like some level of success. And I'm sure that's a really fulfilling feeling. So yeah, and he was waiting for that big break to finally come, and it came in the form of Chad Gable and them forming a a, a team was the best thing for both of their careers because it is taking them to levels that I don't think either of them were expecting. And, uh, you know, it's one of those where you, you've seen their story begin and now you see where it is now. And it's just like they have progressed so much and you just you can't help but feel happy for those guys because uh, it's genuine and it's real and it's just it's awesome. Uh, and the matchup itself, like I said, really solid matchup. Uh, so new tag team champions. Uh, next on the card, Austin Aries going up against Baron Corbin, and uh, you know 
I'll I'll be the first to admit I'm not a Baron Corbin fan, but he didn't. I I didn't dislike this matchup. He's definitely grown. He's definitely improved in the ring. Um, and you know Austin Aries, he you know he's solid as it is. You don't really need to put put a case out there for him. He'll put on a good matchup, and uh, I think they got the job done tonight or that night. Baron Corbin didn't do the the hair pull of doom or what what did you call it? Hair the toss. Hair, th- hair toss did not do that. No. Nah. The head toss. That's what it's called. He's saving that. That's like um, <laughs> that's like when his his finisher isn't working. He has to debut like the next level finisher to like surprise people because they're off guard. That's when he debuts that. <laughs> but yeah, I thought um, I thought this match was fine. Um, it was not um. A great performance by Aries, and I thought Baron looked competent. And uh, yeah, I mean, when this is the worst thing on your card, I don't think you can be too critical of a show or even the, this match when this is the worst thing you've got on your show, right? Because this is um, solid enough. So, <laughs> but Austin Aries does end up getting the victory with the roll up. With the roll up, shocking Baron Corbin. What? How's that? Does possible? he still do that? I forgot. What's the name of that move where he does that, like that twisting uh, arm drop? What's it called? Not sure. Um, or arm drop. I meant elbow drop. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Austin Aries ended up getting the victory, and after that, we got pendulum. We got quite a show. Pendulum elbow drop, I believe. That's what he calls it. I believe you're right. Yeah, the next matchup, Sami Zayn going up against the debut, Shinsuke Nakamura. The crowd was absolutely hot for this match the entire ride. Uh, I went back and rewatched this matchup just as good as the first time I saw it. It was spectacular. These guys tore the house down. They told just... I like that Like when they were showing Sammy's face when he was walking, mm-hmm. and he, Sammy had like a serious look on his face, and he's like, you know, I'm ready for this. Let's do this. I'm going to fight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those things where, and they even had a backstage interview with Sammy prior to the match where he says, you know, everyone's excited for him to be here, and he's looking to make a name for himself, but it's not going to be at my, at my expense. You know, I have something to prove here, and I'm not just going to let someone walk over me in their in in their debut. And so, uh, you know, fantastic match. I mean, people are claiming this is going to be a match, the match of the year. Uh, and as of the moment, it's, it's my top pick because you can go back and watch this match several times and see something you like in every aspect of it. I don't know. What'd you guys think? I thought it was very good. Um, I also watched it twice. I got to admit that I didn't like it. I didn't love it as much the second time I thought they it was a good for it was a great performance by both guys but what I felt like they did was rely a lot on atmosphere and their the crowd's perception of them as guys more so than trying to tell some like really creative story or something in the ring and I felt like they and I, that's I'm not saying that's a bad thing or the wrong thing to do mm-hmm. I'm just saying that for me, on repeat watches, again, I watched it. I don't know. You said you watched it. Th- I watched it twice. You said you watched it three times. No, I watched it twice. Oh, I watched it twice. So, see, to me, on re- repeat repeat viewings, it loses a little bit because you've already seen it. So the atm like the atmosphere and just uh, the charisma of the guys is takes a step down the second time you mm-hmm. see it. 
And because they relied so heavily on that, I felt like I, did, I wasn't as in love with the match the second time as I was the first time. But that's like to take nothing away from these guys with the match. I don't think it's the wrong thing to do in that situation when you know people are like super hyped for this. I don't think it's wrong to like r- like let that be a factor of the mm-hmm. match. So, um, again, like I don't know if we have a Twitter or not. I've been told that we've had a Twitter, <laughs> and uh, I believe that I also heard through the grapevine on the Twitter that Occam City would like us to compare this match to the Sasha and Bailey match from last mm. year and have a discussion as to which we thought was the better match. And I will say, first off, while I absolutely love the two guys that we're talking about now, that I think the Bailey and Sasha match is clearly the better match. See, I think what Bailey and Sasha had was they had the atmosphere, but they also had like a really well done story within the ring. So I think I would give the nod definitely to Bailey and Sasha from last year. So I don't know. What do you guys think they want us to, to discuss and have an answer for that? I'd have to go back and, and rewatch the Sasha and Bailey match. There's a lot that still sticks out in my mind about that match that I that I loved. I mean, this one's so fresh. And- yeah, it, it, it would be an unfair advantage for uh, for Sammy and, and Nakamura. Recency bias. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I think Bailey and Sasha told a better story. Uh, don't get it twisted. I thought this was a great debut for Nakamura. I thought the match was very good. I just thought, I just don't think that it holds up as much on repeat views. So, what did you think of his uh, his new theme? I like it. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to it like constantly. It's not. I mean, it's. Not to be that guy, but I think a lot of people who have followed him before, it's going to be hard to accept new music. In. Yeah, it takes getting used to. And I think he was struggling a little bit, like he didn't to get know, into it. He didn't know the right parts to do, like his like hand gestures to the beat of the music, because I don't think he was that used to the music yet. Mm-hmm. So parts where he would be like going off and stuff, I've noticed he was that. like looking for a place to do it on beat, and he I don't think he could find it yet. So that was like a little bit of a factor, but uh, I don't know, the, like the opening, like. Like couple of notes reminds me of that "Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground" song from the mm-hmm. White Stripes, like the chords at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I think if you played it back and forth, I think if you played it back and back, the first couple of notes of the Nakamura song sound like that to me. I have to, I have to say that for someone who just debuted in NXT, he's probably has the the best music of everyone who's ever like debuted because usually mm-hmm. it's like generic. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he, I think Bailey song is great. I think well, was it, song is well, great. Well, ha, was Bailey always like that? As far as I can remember, I don't know. Finn uh, Balor debuted with a with what's his current theme, and that was okay. you know that was a really Joe's good one. Sucked. Joe's was awful at the beginning, Austin but they've at Aries, least tweaked it a little bit. I don't since. like Austin Aries. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but I don't think I think at least fifty fifty they've got great songs. Yeah, because Bailey's song is great. Zayn's song is great. Balor's song is great. I think Enzo and Cass song is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh I mean that's a lot of I mean that's a lot of big big ones right there. And they I mean there there're probably as many that you can say you don't like I it. mean no, there's there's good ones. I'm but just saying if I mean cuz I don't I don't know if Enzo did he like debut by himself when he first started and then what did he had, you know. Right. Um but, I don't know. But you know NXT does have a solid solid uh theme 
nothing list. Tyler Breeze was okay. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, it fits him, so, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I think they relied a lot on stiffness and, like, atmosphere mm-hmm. and what their crowd, like, are, like, that they were willing to let the crowd go ahead and love them because they were set to love them no matter what. And I think they, like, relied on They were hyped. Yeah. That's not, that's not really. It was the hype factor. I'm not really, like, being negative on it. I'm just saying, you know. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of Shinsuke, like, his matches and stuff. Um, like, oh, like, seen moves and stuff. But, like, I haven't seen, like, a full match. And I like his, what would you call it, charisma? Like, all the motions that he, like, does, like, when he's, like, staring someone down, how he, like, present himself and stuff how he like smiles and like how he like just carries himself i think it's pretty cool mm-hmm. i think they like um they lifted if you go back and watch from wrestle kingdom 9 the match between nakamura and abushi i think they lifted part of that match and like inserted it here because they did the whole nakamura's being like a bully dick to to abushi and doing the head stomp and the ropes thing and then like they run it back later where abushi's like oh you think, oh, fuck you, you're not going to bully me. And he, like, he turns the table, does the same shit to him. He's, like, stomping his head and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they, like, sort of lifted that and inserted it in this match. But um, I think it worked. So. Yeah. Uh, that and then the uh, exchanging the forearms back and forth in the center of the ring, going back and forth. I, I really enjoyed that. It's sort of one of those, uh, sort of like a test of strength, but just see who can, who can outlast the other. And it's just, I you know, just, Go back and watch this match. It's, it's a solid matchup. Really good performance by both guys and uh, worth checking out. But uh, Shinsuke Nakamura does end up getting the victory, extends his hand to uh, to Sami Zayn after the match, which Sami accepts. And uh, the crowd is saying, thank you, Sami, and uh, chanting to his theme as they're speculating that this could be his last match at NXT. Oh, he's done. Yeah. So... Um, well, it might not be officially said. More than likely, he's he's gone from NXT. When they do that pan back of him in the ring, the yeah, they're gone. And then you know they follow him up the ramp as he kisses the audience goodbye and he all cries, that. So, <laughs> uh, after that, we got to see the uh, co-main event NXT Women's Championship on the line: Bailey versus Asuka. What do you think about this one, Doug? <laughs> Call me with pretzel in my mouth. Yeah. I was waiting. I picked my I spot. It was, I thought it was really good. I think that the crowd was a little tired from going nuts yeah. for the previous match, and rightfully so, that it took a little bit away from the work. of not. It didn't take away from the work of the women, but it took away from the reaction to the work of the women. Right. And, the, and I don't want to take anyway. The crowd was great because the crowd tried to, like, like muster push, through it yeah they tried to push themselves through and be hot for these women like they were hot for nakamura and mm-hmm. and, and i don't want they to were just exhausted around. yeah it's just it's one of those things where when you've got what a five match card yeah and four of them are going to be nuts like mm-hmm. what i mean it's a lot you know but yeah. you almost need that apollo cruz match to to go in there not not taking anything away from apollo cruz but that would definitely be the cool down sure, match sure. You know, something and, for the crowd to <sighs> Let me sit down for a little bit and and get a sip of my drink or something. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people argue about 
I know a lot of fans, and I know at certain points of my fandom, I as a fan have argued that the card should build, should start mm-hmm. out, and then should build and build and build. Yeah. But this is an example of how that could be. I don't want to say negatively impacted a card, but you could see how there can be positives in staggering right. matches on a card to to where after so many hot matches, you put a match that you know is just there to give mm-hmm. the crowd a break. Yep. And so I think that this is an example where that's, that, that could be a positive thing. But I think the women work their asses off. I think that... I think... I, don't, I haven't heard any negative things about this match, but I think there would be more appreciation if they didn't have to follow like the Nakamura Zane thing. Yeah, like, definitely. But it was very good. Uh, and I know a lot of the crowd was, was shocked with the outcome, and that being the referee stopping the match, saying Bailey's unconscious, she cannot continue. That's the right finish, in my opinion. Yeah, but like, you know, old school wrestling fans will say, well, they didn't, he like, he didn't even do the arm drop or anything like that. He I just, think, I thought he did. Mm-mm. No, she was down. He like, you know, he like, moved her arm a little bit just to see if she would respond and he called for it. Um, so I think that would have, that would have been a little bit bigger, uh, because you know, every time you put the, the sleeper hold on someone, they got to do the one and the two and then the arm comes up. Oh no, he's still in it. And then you fight back. But in this situation, it, it would have gone down for the three and the, the fans would have known right then and there, but it kind of just happened because like you see the reaction of the, of the people in the back and they don't know if she's tapped out or not. It's just, oh, the referee goes to check. Oh, ring the bell. They're like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, they don't get the visual because they aren't mm-hmm. looking in that direction. Yeah, so I, I feel that. like I feel like the the arm raising, dropping three times, that would have m- made it very clear to everyone she is out. And, That's a fair point. And she's not getting up. But that is probably the only negative comment that I have seen about that match. And they That's, work really hard. Yeah, they, they, I mean, my God, they, yeah. Like, how hungry is NXT? Like, they just want to go out and steal the show no matter what match they're in. And I really thought, I expected Bailey to be done after this, but she's clearly not gone. From the way they shot the post-match stuff, mm-hmm. they lingered on her like... I've got unfinished business yeah. here. Um, I don't have a problem with her, the pass out. I mean, if you want I can, I can accept your point. I think mm-hmm. it's a completely fair point about the visualization of dropping the arm. But as far as her, the finish of her just being passing out, I think that's... You don't want... Like the baby face of all baby faces tapping, That's right? Like a negative thing. She ne- she's the she never give up. You're not gonna pin me. I'm always gonna keep fighting. Like you're gonna have to choke the life out of me. And I that's, bet her and- biggest fan was disappointed. Oh yeah, more than likely. But you I know, liked how she wasn't gonna back down. But every time she looked at her and she would get hit, whatever she looked like cautious, but she was mm-hmm. kind of like she was kind of scared a little bit. Yeah, she was reserved. She's well, okay. You know, that didn't that didn't knock her down. I was kind of expecting it to. Uh, what do I do next? Uh, but yeah, definitely. You know, this this whole show is worth watching. Uh, if you did not, if you don't have the if the network, I mean, my God, just cough up ten bucks or something and go and watch it. Um, or do the whole free trial thing and then cancel before the month is over and do it again. And do it again. Yeah, sure. Sign <laughs> up with a different email address. Yeah, getting you finding ways of getting free months on the network. What am I doing over here paying for it? <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, Asuka does end up defeating Bailey to become the new NXT Women's Champion. Really solid work from both ladies. And, uh, you know, like Doug said, the crowd was just exhausted, so don't let that take, a, 
take into account on the match because the match itself was solid. Uh, but the main event, NXT title on the line, Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. Uh, a lot of people were talking about Finn Balor's entrance. I'm not sure. Like, I get it. I understand what he was going for. He's doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because they're in Texas. Yes. But it was it's too fresh on the mind of Dean Ambrose being given the, the chainsaw. So it's yeah. like, what's the deal here? So that threw... I would think that that threw some people off. Uh, it, it did me. It, yeah, it, it made you question. It made me question a little bit. And then I was like, oh, yeah, f- you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, of course. Um, but the match gets underway. Less than 30 seconds, Samoa Joe headbutts, or, you know, they butt heads. And uh, Joe gets a vicious gash. Uh, right over, It's either right over his eye or right under his eye. I can't remember where it was. They never really showed it up close. Uh, but he was bleeding all over the place. The referee had to stop the match several times throughout that to try and get the trainers over to him and uh, and try and get the the cut or the the blood to at least stop. The crowd so was booing. The crowd went, you know, nuts over it. But it's one of those things where, you know, you want to take you want to take precautions. You you don't want that eye to swell up too bad. You need to you need to take care of it as soon as you can. Like I know it slows down the momentum of the match, but as soon as they, as soon as the ref got out of the way, they went right back at it. So, in in my opinion, it kind of added a little bit to the match of saying Joe's not wanting to have his eye cleaned or anything like that. He just wants to win. Um, but I don't know, Doug. What do you think? I thought it was very good. I thought this was like the best Samojo performance in like ten years. He looked very. He looked determined. Motivated. He looked very yeah. motivated. And um, I can't recall a time that I've seen Joe this motivated in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, like even before the, even during the introductions when he's just standing there and just getting ready to, you know, whether it be part of his character or not, you can see it in his eyes. He's he's focused and, you know, he's, I, I think he's happy where he is now in his career. Yeah, yeah I mean, I thought he was... He clearly was working hard, and um, yeah, you know, I can't remember a time that he's looked this good in a long time. Mm-hmm. As far as the the cut stuff, I thought I thought you can get away with that once or twice, but as many times as they went through that, I really feel like it did ultimately hurt the match. Mm. Um, I if we're talking concussion stuff, if we're talking head stuff, if we're talking neck stuff. By all means, that's that's life and death stuff. And at that point, the 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 show be damned. At, at, in those type of situations, you put the guy's health first. Completely and utterly understandable mm-hmm. in those type of situations. But a cut on your face is not going to kill anybody. And I think that ultimately, okay, if you want to try. To close it up, fine. If you want to stop it, fine. But like the excess to which they went to stop it, right. Ultimately, slowed the momentum of the match. To what like did it, like three goal. times? Did it like five times? They they stopped the match about three or four times, and then throughout the match, they would try and like anytime there was a break to where they could get to Joe and try and wipe him down or something like that, they would. Uh, but you know that's that's one of the tricky things about wrestling and the WWE with their you know no no blood you know policy or whatever. 
it's it's not like the UFC where it's like okay, well, there's only two more minutes in the round. We'll we'll look at it after that. It's we we just started this thing and it's going to be a thirty minute match. So we've got to do something. What what I think they could have done is said, hang on, time out. Let's go ahead and fully seal this thing. Let's take care of it, and then y'all get then y'all get back to it instead of the well. Let me wipe you down while I have the chance, and then go back to it. And okay, well now now let me push you away from from the match and wipe you down. And now okay, well let's stop. You know, since he's in the ring, let me stop you real quick. Bring out some more trainers. We'll wipe you down and and try and patch you up. You know, the in, in a way it can help. In some ways it hurt. Um. I mean, I, I, I disagree in the sense that if you have a rule that says we don't blade, nobody mm-hmm. intentionally cuts themselves, right. fine. If it happens hard way, it is going to happen hard way here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, happens to Lesnar quite frequently. Well, there are some guys, as we know, that are above the rules. Guys yeah. like Triple H, guys like Undertaker, they have the clout and the... They'll the, pay the fine. <laughs> They or they will tell Vince to fuck off and not. <laughs> uh, I mean, there are clearly certain guys that have the clout and the respect to do whatever they want to do, mm-hmm. and they can get away with what they want to get away with. And uh, I mean, these clearly aren't the guys in that position at this time. But I feel like if you have a rule that says nobody's going to blade, that's I don't need it. I don't need it in my wrestling to enjoy. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm like oh, I'm not going to critique a match because it doesn't have blood, right? But I feel like I can critique the way that you handle the blood in the match. I mean, to me, it does hurt the match the way they stopped it. To me, the we're doing this for people's health thing is because of risk of blood diseases by guys. And if that is a concern, and that is a perfectly acceptable thing to be concerned about, but that is the type of test they should be running with their wellness policy test, making sure these guys don't have blood diseases. And then that is, and then if somebody gets caught with that then they treat it then proactively and not only when they bleed Mm -hmm. so if if blood disease is a concern then institute a program with your wellness program or combine it with your wellness program and treat that as it comes up and not only when it happens in a match because i feel like while i don't need you to go out of your way to include it in your match i feel like it's inevitably going to happen here and there and when you make this kind of a deal about it and I don't think it is a, a big health concern, the gash. I don't think it was. I think it's a different level of injury than like a head or a neck thing or right. something. And I just felt like it took away. Like it, it happened too many times. I think you can get away with it once or twice. But after that. Like when both men are down, you're like, okay, then let's. Uh... I just think it was too much. I don't know. Mm. And I thought the guys were working really hard and they clearly were okay by the way they were reacting to yeah. the way. And, it, and the irony of Drake Younger. Like wiping down Samoa Joe, <laughs> Mr. Deathmatch himself, is hilarious. But yeah, although it did the the blood did add a little bit to Joe's rage. Sure, you know, like just the visual aspect of him just being just pissed off. You know, like get away from me! I'm not cleaning off. I'm trying to execute a mission here. And the mission is to destroy Finn Balor. But I don't blame the refs themselves. That's right. clearly that's the way that's their job. You know, uh, it, I mean, the same thing happened in uh, Nakamura's match with Sami Zayn. Nakamura got a bloody nose. Uh, you see the ref put the gloves on, waits for a moment for the action to, to slow down, and he walks over, let me wipe off your nose a little bit. All right, good to go. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, 
I mean, I don't want to sound like a vampire, but I like <laughs> blood can. I mean, as much as we do want to care, as much as we do care for the health of these guys and girls, and as much as we want to say that their health comes first, you can't deny like your gut instinct that like a blood can add like to a match. Like, I mean, it's, well, yeah. it's, I don't think it makes you a bad person. I just think it makes you being honest with yourself if you say that it can add to a match. So mm-hmm. there. Tyler, what do you think? What's your thoughts on this subject? Um, I see both uh, points. I think I was leaning towards, oh, uh, let me just you know make sure he's all right and stuff. But, I mean, I see Doug's point. Yeah. But uh, the match itself was for what what we got to see but in between the uh, the ref stoppages. Uh, I certainly enjoyed it. I thought these, these two guys went to town on one another. I thought Joe was going to take it. Yeah, I think a lot of people were, and uh, Samoa Joe was definitely looking like he was going to get the victory. Did you see that the post um, interview with Finn Balor? Uh no. Uh, he said, you know, I won the battle, but I don't think I I won the war. He goes, mm. Samoa Joe's just going to keep on coming, and I don't know if we'll I have can a, keep him from have another taking one. the title. Hmm. And he just, you know, he was out of breath and stuff. Yeah, but he was just worrying us. I mean, I won, but how many times before? Where I'm, I mean, third times the charm. Like I'm, I, I, I barely won this time. Yeah, I think I think they might be setting up for a for a third run, Samoa and uh, and Finn, and uh, it might cap with all off other with call Samoa ups. I'm, I'm glad they didn't call him. Well, I hope I, we we still have to <laughs> see, but well, I think we we are aware of all the current call ups uh, for the time being. So I think we might be getting Samoa Joe Finn Balor three at the next takeover. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll see Joe go over. Who knows? Um, Doug, overall thoughts on the match, aside from the uh, the ref stoppages? Good stuff. All right. It worked hard. Yeah, definitely. Um, overall thoughts on the NXT takeover? Very good. Yeah? Very good. I might say it's the best one yet. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and it was definitely one of those bitter, bittersweet moments for us, because I know we... We were all wanting to go to the show, and unfortunately, we were not able to. So, uh, you know, it's bittersweet because we did get to watch it from the comfort of our own home, but we also were not there live. The comfort to see it. of your home, our own home, my we home. We just live together now, mm-hmm. pretty much. You know, yeah. Kelsey's gonna be so surprised. Surprise! We're moving in. Yeah, at least our build. Bill expenses are going to go down a little bit. Well, no, I'd say that they're actually, the bills are going to go up, but maybe I won't have to pay as much. So, good stuff. So, with that being said, let's go into WrestleMania, the seven-hour extravaganza. My God, this thing took on a lot of time. I don't remember own. it being seven hours. Okay. Just under seven hours. Nine minutes under well, seven hours, if you Has will. it always been like that? No. I was about to say. The main card has been, in the past few years, it's been four hours with like an hour pre-show. So five hours max. This year, we got two hours of pre-show and four hours and 51 minutes of main card. So six hours, 51 minutes total. I mean, they can run as long as they want. Yeah. It's on the WWE Network. You certainly can. Um, And and we talked about this last week. I mean, we could do a seven-hour podcast. That doesn't mean people are going to listen to seven hours. Exactly. Uh, you know, we talked about this last week. You know, if you're if you're going to promote a free pay per view for your uh, for your audience, 
you don't make it be the seven hour long one. You know, I mean, yeah, they're getting their money's worth because they're not paying a dime for it, but they're also having to sit there for some for five hours, some for seven hours. In our case, it was seven. Uh, it's just such a long show, especially with the final match being so drawn out. Um, but let's let's go into it. WrestleMania 32, AT&T Stadium, Arlington. Really good. Packed house. They claimed it was 101,000. Uh, later reports came out and said, nah, it wasn't that many. It was about 94,000, which is still a new WrestleMania record, which is, gl- you know, I'm glad to see that they were able to break that record. I know they've been holding on to it for a long time. Yeah. I don't know if I buy that. Hmm. What do you think? Because the past record, quote unquote, records were definitely worked too. So mm. I don't know. Every well, year is going to be worked. <laughs> well, I believe AT&T Stadiums came out and said it was between 93 and 94, something like that, that would be, it would have been an higher than the previous record. There might be that many people in the building, but I don't know if that many people were paid. Well, I think that's what they said, how many tickets were redeemed. I don't know. There's no telling. Did you guys see the video of I the? I sure uh, don't believe it. But. Did you guys see the video of the fans all crammed in that long hallway, um, waiting for the gates to open to go into the uh, the stadium? No, no. Oh Who man, was talking about the. Somebody said something about them, like not opening the gates early. Yeah, there were very, which was one of the reasons why you know the pre-show had like no one in the seats. Uh, apparently, they were late to open the gates. There weren't that many staff on hand to help out with stuff. Uh, it just became a nightmare, but, um, someone's getting fired. Yeah. We'll talk to Ryan about it. Cause he, he did go to, uh, to WrestleMania. Should have got a live report, a report from him. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, you know, what were we thinking? Well, maybe next year we'll, we'll learn. We'll learn from our mistakes. Um, maybe we don't have anybody to give a live report next year. Well, I'm sure we can get someone. Um, but yeah, we had three. Us. We had three pre-show matches. We were originally thinking it was four, and then oh, come to find out the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal has been moved to the main card, and uh, we originally thought, or I originally thought that Kalisto had been bumped up to the main card and was going to be the opener, but it ended up being the opener for the pre-show, so we got to see Kalisto versus Ryback. To me, the, the, the best part about this matchup was Kalisto's entrance. And his uh, headgear. He looked like he uh, had a Mardi Gras themed uh, color, um, you know. And dragon. Dragon outfit. Whatever. Yes. So, uh, I don't know. Doug, what did you think about the matchup? It was fine. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, it was on the pre-show. What, what do you really expect? Uh, Kalisto does end up getting the victory over Ryback. And uh, we saw neither of these guys on Raw the following night. Well, we saw a lot of people not on Raw. Yeah. Um, After that, we got to see the five-on-five Divas, or not Divas anymore, women's uh, wrestling. It was the Total Divas going up against Team Bad and Blonde. Um, And uh, the Total Divas ended up getting the victory. And this was also reportedly Brie Bella's final match. Um, Nikki came out at the end. Yeah, Nikki came out, celebrated with her, and uh, all of the the teammates uh, took to social media she thanking can her. And she can go make babies. Yep. 
Baby, baby Mama Bella. I think I heard that the reason that they didn't make a thing about it on the air is because it's going to be the focus of the next season of Total Ah, that would make sense. Also, if you flash forward, I believe that I heard that Maurice is going to be replacing her, and that's why she's back on Total Divas. <laughs> wow. There so we're going to be seeing Miz on Total Divas. I would imagine so. That should be interesting. He's, he's back on a reality show? What's up with that? So, uh, any thoughts on the matchup itself? Oh, shoot, I'm trying to remember. Oh, they did tease uh, Eva Marie not tagging yeah. anyone except for Natty. Mm-hmm. Well, she slapped Slap her. her arm. But it was really one of those oh. things where they have so many women, but not enough time to mm-hmm. tell like, a story. So it was, like, up, was oh, sorry. Collection of spots. Good. Yeah. Uh, we were all talking a lot, mm-hmm. and what cracked me up, I think I was the only one who may have noticed it, they all walked out. They're all supposed to, like, you know, separate, give space between oh, them. They yeah. all pose, but Eva Marie walked into someone, and she's like, oh, and, like, she, like, hurry and posed, <laughs> and that was pretty funny. Wow. Get it together, Eva. Um, but, yeah, the Total Divas team ended up getting the victory. Uh, after that, we got to see the Usos going up against the Dudley Boys. Again, pre-show match. I kind of tuned out, too. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm kind of over that. I think we were all enjoying food at that point. And uh, anything to really take away, Doug? No, it was fine. And one of the few, like, right finishers on the card. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can count. I think there are about three finishers on the card that I think were the appropriate finishers. Yeah. For the pre-show, Tyler and I got all three correct. You were the only one who got who picked Ryback. And I, then after that... I was about to say this is the our end. predictions fell apart. Yeah, I was about to say this is the end of the predictability. Yeah, uh, with the exception of the main event, that was it. That was all we got. Yes. So you people that argue predictability, here you go. Surprise me instead of making sense of the story. <laughs> Here's your fucking WrestleMania. I hope you like this. <laughs> because we kick it off with the uh, Intercontinental Title Ladder Man, la- seven, oh, Ladder Man, Ladder match. Man match, Seven Man <laughs> Ladder Match for the Intercontinental Title. Um, good action. They, you know, they had some good spots. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, just the, the, the ending. Wow. Did not see that coming. Um, Zack Ryder pushes the Miz off the, the ladder and claims the Intercontinental title. The match Shocking was fun. Moment. They worked hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to complain about rewarding Zack Ryder for his, you know, his service to the company. I'm not yeah. going to complain about the fulfilling you guys' dream. But strictly speaking on what makes sense for the story they're telling with that title and the people that are in it, it was the wrong finish. I'm not, But this is one that I'm not going to complain about. I have no problem right. with him winning. There are a lot more that I have a lot more problems with. And it was a nice touch having his, his dad jump the barricade and, you know, get in the ring with him to, to celebrate. True. Uh, you know, just because, like, they even made a point to mention that, you know, Zack Ryder in his however long career has never had his theme music play at WrestleMania. And so, like, this was the first time it ever got to happen. And then not only that, he wins the Intercontinental title. So, you know, but... And not to flash forward, like, too far, but <laughs> just the discussions that we were having on the day of WrestleMania before Raw had happened and we saw how things were going to play out, a lot of the discussion was... This guy got over, got himself over. Mm-hmm. He was one of the most over guys on the company on his own. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to touch him then. 
and now out of nowhere where he's had no momentum whatsoever they decided to put him over yeah. so there was a lot of confusion at that point in time before we knew it was just going to be like <laughs> a tip of their hat to him and let him have his moment yeah. here's your moment thanks yeah, back of the line yeah. <laughs> we'll see you uh, we'll see you on the next installment of z true long island story sure or a smackdown spoiler or a smackdown spoiler yeah um but we'll talk about that Sorry. a little bit later on uh but zach Ryder, your new intercontinental title <laughs> Man, I cannot talk. Lighter Man match. He's the new champion. Intercontinental title. Whatever. Uh, I like Lighter Man match. You guys think he'll have a lengthy title run? Nope. <laughs> yeah, th- well, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, after that, we got to see Chris Jericho go up against AJ Styles. I'm still pissed. Yeah, why are you pissed? I put my 11 on that. Yes, you did. Motherfucker. <laughs> did not work out for you. This is... Triple H and Sting all over again. The evil invading AJ Styles of TNA going up against the savior of WWE, Fandango Chris beat him Jericho. At WrestleMania, why couldn't AJ? Because Fandango is WWE made. Uh, suck it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Um, the action was okay. The outcome. there was It wasn't their best match. No. Um, but Chris Jericho does end up getting the victory. After a uh, phenomenal forearm that got turned into a code breaker. Um, Doug, what do you think? I like the match other than the fact that Jericho kicked out of every finish that AJ had. He kicked out of the cap cutter, kicked out of the Styles Clash, kicked out of the Springboard 450. To me, that's bullshit. That's, to me, that's killing all of his finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, Just don't have him hit those if he's going to kick out. Or if he's going to kick out one, you don't kick out of all three. Right. Well, I guess you don't kick out of the calf cutter, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm, basically killed all his finishes. But mm-hmm. um, at the time, I thought it was like a pecking order thing. Like, a, hey, Jericho's our guy, so clearly he's going to go over at Mania. I have less of a problem with it. Like, if you go to the, if you go up to Raw, it's just a little bit harder to be critical of it when you when once you take into account what happens on Raw. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't know if it's um like planting unfinished business for maybe a future light title thing or what. But even that seems unrealistic, so I don't know why. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the final count on the series? He beat Jericho twice and Jericho beat him twice? I think so. So they just wanted to go 500 on it? Yep. Okay. Draw. Typical WWE booking. You win one, then you lose one. Then you win one, then you lose two. Then you win two, then you lose one. So you end up at 500, so that's okay. No, wait, did AJ win three? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't care to someone remember tell that far us. back. Uh, yeah, someone get on the stats on that. Uh, after that, we got to see the New Day make yeah, a... I think he might have won three because he beat oh. Jericho, and he's like, if I can't beat you, I'll join you. That's sort of how they have the tag team, maybe. I don't know. No. I have not seen a lot of the programming from this time period, so I'm <laughs> guessing and... Pure speculation. Um, but after that, we got to see the New Day going up against the League of Nations. What were y'all's thoughts on the New Day's entrance? That was all that right. Was pretty cool. It, I mean, it wasn't like super, super. I mean, it was big, but it was like it appealed to me mm-hmm. because I like. Did you want some bootios? Well, I like that big box of bootios and the big bagels they have in there. Yeah, uh, but uh, I like Dragon Ball Z. So yeah, that was a nice touch. 
Um, I mean, if you think about it, no one knows anything. That's but it fits their character though. But it's weird if you think about it. What drove me nuts about that is that Michael Cole was like, "Oh yeah, his hair is dressed like Vegeta or Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z." Did he say that? I didn't hear that. Yeah, he was like, "Come on, Byron, you're supposed to know these things." Or Vegeta. Something like that. He might have he might have gotten the name right, but I was just like I don't remember him saying Vegeta. I was like, why the hell is Michael Cole making a reference to Dragon Ball Z? Like, he's not in supposed his to ear. Oh, like, absolutely. Say something about Vegeta. Yeah, Vegeta. What is that? Yeah, but uh, I saw a video of someone who was at WrestleMania filming from an odd angle, and it shows the. Uh, the stage hands lifting the box and dumping it over, and then you see the New Day run out run into the back of the box and then come out the front of the box. Those like they could have done that a little bit differently. Like had a, been a little more discreet about it. But whatever. Who am I to judge? Um turned into be a three on three tag match. The League of Nations going up against the New Day. Um another one I lost. Yeah. And to be honest, I, I don't remember a whole lot about this matchup. I don't I don't think we we were very much into the match. Yeah. And what was crazy it's is been when the pizza I was actually right. thinking about League of Nations winning at first, and like I think I was like, "Oh, you make a good point about mm-hmm. uh, um, New Day winning." And I was like, "New Day." Well, no, I had actually said I feel like this is one of the matches where you can have a heel win because the titles aren't. Who did I listen to then? The was titles you? weren't on the line, and you know there's no implications, so why not just have the League of Nations because the New Day was going to get the cool entrance. And so you could just give the League of Nations the win. I listened to someone else. Must have been Doug. <laughs> yeah, I got it wrong, but I booked it right. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Good argue. point. Good point. <laughs> uh, I agree with him. I agree with him. But but League of Nations do end up getting the victory, and uh, they go to attack the New Day. But then hold up a minute, players. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Barrett is in the ring. To- he wasn't in the match, but he was yeah. talking how great talking they were. Talking smack. Then HBK, Mick Foley, and Izzle. Stone Cold Steve. O- Mick Foley, Izzle? No, HB Shizzle. HB Shizzle. Uh, HBK, Mick Foley, and Stone Cold Steve Austin come out and they attack the League of Nations. HB Shizzle. Drink a beer and then booty dance with uh, with the New Day. And then Stone Cold. Austin gives a stunner to uh, Xavier Woods. Um, Doug, what were your thoughts on the uh, on the matchup? The match was sort of blah. Yeah. I feel like the wrong team won. Yeah. I feel like I understand the nostalgia of wanting Austin and Foley mm-hmm. and Michaels out there. I understand they were hurting for star power, and so <laughs> having these guys on the show helped in Majorly. some sense. It's a WrestleMania moment. But I can't help but feel like, even though it was a feel-good moment, I can't help but feel like the more you trot these little guys out and have them beat the ass of your current talent mm-hmm. and then walk away without making any new talent, the the worst these guys are for having to have endured that. The 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 least these guys, the less, excuse me, <laughs> the less these guys feel like stars, the more they keep getting their ass handed to, to them by old They'll stars. never be as good as those guys. I mean, at least Austin sort of worked 50-50 with Rusev. It looked like Rusev got some in on Austin, like he mm. let it happen. But the other guys just sort of maimed the rest of the guys. Yeah. And uh, I will say this, HBK looked to be in great shape. He looks like he's been, you know, keeping consistent with the gym and all that. And uh, Probably on his hunting shows, he'll, like, hide in a bush, and when the deer gets close, he, like, super kicks him in the face. 
You know, something tells me that doesn't happen on a show. What? Have Just, you seen it? I have not, but if I had to make a guess, I'd say that does you don't not know. happen on a show. You don't know. Oh, do you watch it? No. Well, then how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? That's my line. Okay. After that, we got to see Brock Lesnar go up against Dean Ambrose in a no-holds-barred street fight. I lost this one, too. Uh, we all, I think we all did. We did. The, the only match that we got right on the main card was the main event. Yes. Um, so Brock Lesnar defeats Dean Ambrose in a street fight. Um, I felt like this would have been a perfect opportunity to make a new star, elevate him to that next level. He's conquered the beast. You know, he proved that he could not be taken down, but nope, was not the case. Brock Lesnar demolishes uh, Dean Ambrose. Who's eventually going to beat Brock one-on-one? John Cena. Well, other than John Cena. The Rock. Other than The The Undertaker. Triple H, Stone Cold Steve Austin, HBK, Mick Foley. Not Mick Foley. Uh, like a current superstar. Roman. That's why they keep him strong. Gotta keep him strong. Because Roman will beat him eventually. Roman has his pimp. Because I think strong. it wasn't Heyman talking about now our attentions on the guy who has the title. Now that this is over. Uh, is that what he said? Something about that. Something I like that. did not that. hear that. I would imagine that he is a future feud for Roman. Mm-hmm. And Roman will beat him at that time. I still think it's the wrong. I still don't know that it's the right call, though, because mm-hmm. give Roman everything, <laughs> and because, still he's not over. Well, Pretty much. All, that's not what I mean. I'm. This is not a judgment on Roman. This is a judgment on the way that Brock Lesnar is. You guys are way too fucking happy <laughs> and way too quick to want to shit on Roman. You guys are some fucking haters. I can see your face. Y'all yes. some player fucking haters. Yep. Y'all, y'all remember my quote because Roman was already fucking like acting 100% better on Raw. Remember what I said? Uh-huh. Within two months of his heel turn, 60% of y'all fucking haters are going to be on his dick. So y'all remember that. Y'all might be including yourselves in that. I don't think I will still be on his dick even if he turned heel. Uh, I guys, think he needs the heel turn. I think he, I think you're on your way. You guys are way too quick to want to show him Roman. I'm not even talking about Roman. I'm talking about Brock Lesnar. <laughs> That's right. Still, Brock Lesnar. The beast. I still the don't conqueror. Think, I still don't know if it's the right call to keep him strong for Roman because... Well, he's already beaten Roman, and he's beaten everybody on the all else on the roster. So it's time, it was time for him to make somebody. Yep. And I mean, maybe it's going to help solidify Roman if he's a babyface, and and I mean, if Lesnar goes in babyface, Reigns is working heel, and uh, he beats him, then finally, it just feels like the dynamics weird, though. I don't know. Because he's already beat everybody else on the fucking roster. So yeah. how much stronger do you need to keep him? I don't know. What did you think of the matchup? I thought it was just... My general feeling for the card was the match was fine. The booking was wrong. The yeah. match was fine. The booking was wrong. That's how I feel for like 90% of it. Yeah. Personally, I felt like it under-delivered. I guess maybe I built so much hype into it. Like, oh, these guys are going to go to town and just destroy each other in the ring. And then it didn't really happen. Well, the talk of, around the match was the... Ambrose lobbied for some crazier spots with some like some like weirder weaponry and stuff mm-hmm. and that they didn't push it through. Uh-huh. Like he like the word was Ambrose was pushing to go like edgier with the stuff and mm-hmm. they didn't want to push it through. Gotcha. That makes sense. I mean he even brought out the chainsaw and it didn't work. Well, right before he tried to start, then he got hit. Oh yeah. And he just dropped it. He didn't try to pick it up again. Yeah, right. Well, what could you do with it? The story just doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. What could you done with it? Just hit him with the back part of it? No, he was looking to cut him up. 
me, and he's gonna fucking kill him. Yeah, he's gonna, like chainsaw him. Didn't you watch John Garrett? John David Garrett's John Garrett. Well, I was gonna say John Garrett, but I prefer to say John David Garrett. No disqualification uh, is no disqualification, Tyler. That's if right. I saw that. I saw that picture of his head chopped off. Yeah, that's yeah. what was gonna happen. Maybe he'll cut his dick off. If he kills him, he still wins. He's gonna cut the dick off his chest. The dick off his chest. Dick sword. Dick sword. Yeah, off his chest. Uh, but Brock Lesnar does end up getting the victory, defeating the mighty Dean Ambrose, who both of those competitors we did not see on Raw the following night as well. Uh, after that, we got to see the triple threat match, Charlotte versus Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch, which many people are saying this was the match of the night. But any of y'all agree, disagree? It was pretty good. I don't know. Nothing like truly captivated me on the whole thing. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm. I'm not picking a match of a night. Yeah. Hmm. This is another WWE not knowing how to tell a fucking story. Yeah. This is another WWE proving that enough that we ever doubted them, but proving that they don't really care about pushing women's wrestling forward. They only care about it about saying that they're doing it in other medium to promote themselves because your first okay first of all like it's weird to say the first women's champion because they've already had it but like your first new women's champion won the title with the help of a man Mm -hmm. which negates your we're taking women's wrestling seriously and we're going to re-legitimize women's wrestling so why even fucking bother? Right. You're only doing it to get the positive the positive publicity. Because she's the daughter of the dirtiest player in the game. Well, she could have cheated to win on her own. Yes. Just I mean, if we're telling you like hey, women's wrestling is is legitimate. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. It should have been all along. But then you need a man to like help you win the match? That does that not it's undercut a man's what you're saying? World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To me, that undercuts what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the match. Nothing really stuck out too much for me except for the end, um, which I think a lot of people had the complaints on, saying that the match was fine until the ending. And, um, you know, Charlotte ended up getting the victory by forcing Becky Lynch to tap out while Sasha was trying to get back into the ring. Uh, Ric Flair held onto her leg to prevent her from breaking up the... uh, what was it, figure eight? Yes. Whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so Charlotte is the last Divas champion and the first WWE women's champion. Not the WWF women's champion, the WWE women's champion. Um, yeah. It was whatever. I don't know. This, this whole WrestleMania was kind of a letdown for me. Did, did y'all have that feeling as well? I was zoning out, man. Well, yes. I mean, to be honest, yes. I felt like they stretched. They tried to stretch what they had too thin by going seven hours. Yeah. What they had, they didn't put a lot of care into making the stories that they've been telling make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else. Because to say. in the final, in the final few days. I actually started to get excited about the card. I was like, okay, there's at least three or four matches that I think are going to be 
you know, buzzworthy. They're going to be really, oh man, did you see that match? And I felt like all of them underdelivered. I just, I was not impressed by very many matches. Um, maybe it's because I'd watched NXT TakeOver like two days prior. And so I was like, oh, they're going to have to live up to these expectations. And it did not. No, I don't think that's a fair thing to say because yeah. I didn't look at this card. I, I watched NXT and said, great night of wrestling. I mm-hmm. can't wait for another great night of wrestling. I did not look at WrestleMania and go, this sucks in comparison to NXT. I looked at WrestleMania and said, this sucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There is a difference. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I wanted to know. Like, was it a letdown? Did it suck? Was it awful? Was it good? Was it great? Was it fantastic? I mean, it's just, I don't know. I think being there just with friends, that was a fun part. But yeah. Like the company that we had, it was, was a good time. But the the card itself, a lot of us were kind of zoning out, in and out of of it, and yeah, I wasn't yeah. zoned out. I was just like, "This is no, I was, not great. yeah." Well, not the end. I was zoned out more. Than oh anything. yeah, definitely. Um, the next matchup we got to see the Hell in a Cell matchup between the Undertaker and Shane McMahon, and uh, like we mentioned earlier in the show, a lot of people were expecting some swerve, some interference, no. something no. to happen. We got zero bit of that. Uh, it was just a traditional one-on-one matchup inside Hell in a Cell. Uh, they had a really cool spot with Shane McMahon um, jumping off the cage. But uh, other than that, I Noah felt... Noah wanted Shane McMahon to die. Yes. Uh, I felt like this matchup was, was really slow, slow-paced, because, I don't know, it's just... I didn't... I did not enjoy this matchup. I enjoyed the spot where he jumped off the cage, but that was about it. I know you loved the part where he had the bolt cutters and oh, uh, he yeah. cut the, the fence. Let me tell you. And then he got was, put through it. That was fantastic. Yeah. I didn't understand the psychology behind that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, What was he planning to do? Maybe it, even if his body hit that, it wouldn't have gone through it. That's why he was trying to loosen it up. What did he hope to do by cutting his? What Maybe I he was going to throw the Undertaker, Undertaker into it yeah. and he falls over. I guess. Week. Shane waked. Shane waked. Shane worked way too 50 50 with the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Undertaker should have took like a, the majority of the offense in the match. Right. And Shane should have got his spots by doing ridiculous, desperate things like jumping off the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love the match. I can appreciate that he put his body on the line to jump off the cage. Yeah. But it didn't turn me around on the match. And to me, the story is the wrong ending to the story. Mm-hmm. Again. <laughs> then even also, I don't know how true it is. I read online that this may be The Undertaker's last match. Yeah, I mean, it's... Here's the thing. Let's go to all the talk of the the, um, the authority is going to go away off TV for a while. Why the fuck would they? Undertaker just won them the right to stay around. Why the fuck are they going to go now? Mm-hmm. They were fighting to stay there. Yep. If that was the, if that is your finish to your story, Shane wins the match. They shouldn't have made the stipulations. And then on Raw, they turn it around. And it's like, okay, yeah, you can have control of Raw tonight. There you go. He should have won the match. Shit, don't make sense. And what's what they're probably going to do? Vince is going to come out and be like. You know what? I was wrong. You you did a pretty solid job on on Raw. 
I'm not convinced. I, I I'm gonna let you have SmackDown. I'm not convinced that Shane Damn it. is sticking around. Yeah, I am. I, I'm playing the wait and see because I feel like that could just be a we're gonna harbor the storm that is the after after Mania Raw. I felt like that could be mm-hmm. a strategy they use to harbor that storm. I don't have any faith yet that he's sticking around. Right, but uh. Or that he was going to in the first place, but more so now. Mm-hmm. But The Undertaker does end up defeating Shane McMahon, which is so weird. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, good for The Undertaker, but I don't know. It's just, uh, it hurts to think about. Huh. His head hurts. Because we actually bet against The Undertaker at WrestleMania to win. I laughed at Noah. Yeah. I was like, you're betting for The Undertaker this time? <laughs> but... Then I laughed at myself. Again, it goes with what makes sense to us does not apparently get across to the the bookers or the writers over at the WWE. No, no, it, th- this is not a scenario like AJ where you, at the time, you're like, okay, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Then you watch Raw and you're like, okay, I see what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. Okay, this sort of negates what happened at Mania. This is a story that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> And no yeah. matter what they do afterwards, it's not going to make it make sense. Right. This is It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, The Undertaker ends up getting the victory. And then uh, after that, we got the Andre the Giant Battle Royal with uh, special guests in the match. Shaq! Shaquille O'Neal, Tatanka was there, DDP was there, Baron Corbin was there, and... Uh, it was quite the sh- surprise to see the uh, the outcome of the match. I'm completely I, and totally fine with Corbin winning. Yeah, I kind of f- I felt like I thought Shaq was going to take it when he came out. <laughs> oh, yeah, Shaq's winning. No, like it makes me wonder: Are they going to do anything between Shaq and the Big Show like later on? Like maybe I would think a, they ha- would capitalize. Like do like a SummerSlam thing because that's like their second biggest show of the year. Why not? You know, we can you can have month long. Training videos with Shaq, learning the ropes and doing all this, going to the developmental, and people will tune in for it. Shaq's wrestling, oh no! And then he, then here comes Carl Malone and uh, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, but uh, not interested. But going back to the the Shane and Undertaker match, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it, it's it's like we were saying. You know, if you have the Undertaker win, then this was strictly to get people to tune into WrestleMania. It was only a hard sell. That was it. It's just I don't know. It doesn't just just doesn't make sense. I don't like it. But um, but yeah, and you can you can if you're only gonna do that, if you're only bringing Shane in to WrestleMania to help draw for WrestleMania, then tell a story that wraps that culminates and wraps up with him doing whatever at Mania mm-hmm. that makes sense for that. Like not something they went back on all their stipulations, even though. Or it appears that they're going to go back on all the stipulations, even though he lost, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yep. But uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, that's a mouthful. Um, do you feel like Baron Corbin should have gotten an introduction of some kind so that the crowd would have at least said, oh, wait, that's Baron Corbin? Nah, I feel like the match in general was his introduction. Okay. Um, but yeah, he ends up getting the victory. It came down between he and Kane. So I'm sitting there going, come on, Kane. I picked you to win. Get me one point. Oof. Oof. I mean, the one and only guy that could got me 
they could get me to cheer for Kane was Daniel Bryan and he's gone. So, yeah, uh, I, I can't get Kane. <laughs> well, I was I was pulling for him for that point. I needed that one point. Oh, you picked them in the you legit picked them. Up. Yeah, I figured this would have been his year. Or oh, Mark, yeah, I wasn't even in the fucking thing. It was either him or Mark Henry that I was expecting to to win, but y'all forced me to choose, and so yep. I picked Kane. We didn't so know Baron Corbin was going to be in there. Yep. It would have been nice to have known beforehand, but whatever. Uh, so Baron Corbin wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, after that, The Rock came out and said... Had a t-shirt cannon. What? Not a t-shirt cannon. No, it's a flamethrower, and he set his name on fire. Yep. Just because. Yay. Because he's The Rock, and that's electrifying. Yay. Right? Anyways, so he comes out, announces the attendance, which is then proven to be inaccurate. Uh, the Wyatts come out. They have an exchange. What better way to get over some struggling talent than to put them across the ring from The Rock so that he can come out and mock them? Yep. That gets them over. Yep. Um, then, hey, let's have a match because I'm wearing my gear, and you put me up against one of your goons, and I'll defeat him in six seconds. Again, that'll get those guys over. Um, any thoughts on the whole Rock Wyatt's segment? It really didn't bother me like it bothered you. I Man. mean, to me, it bothers me when you book Bray like you want him to be something, and then he ends up losing a feud. But he's our, he has no momentum. He has like negative momentum right yeah. now. So if you're just going to use him to prop, pop the crowd with the Rock and Cena, it's not like he ate the bin at least. Yeah. It's not like Rowan's going to be your next superstar. I mean, if they were on a roll and they used this and it halted the momentum, I could see having a problem with it. But they don't have any momentum to lose. Yeah. And uh, like Doug mentioned, uh, John Cena came out, helped The Rock, and they fended off the dreaded Wyatt family. So That's it. Yep, that was it because uh, we had already reached the, the top of the hour. Actually, we were probably like 10 minutes past the top of the hour for this. Um and then it's main event time. Well, you know, I during the Rock stuff and like going into Roman Reigns, um, uh, I took a picture with Noah. And it was a face swap <laughs> thing. It was a glitch. It was great. And he didn't like. I kept on posting it to his page, and he kept on deleting it. Actually, we were all doing deal. it. And then so I've been making uh, funny pictures of Noah. So I created a lot a like page. Uh, go out and like Noah art. Noah on Facebook. art. Yes. N-O-A-H-A-R-T. Mm-hmm. Uh, go like it. And, uh, Keep plug. Yeah. And he hated that. So that's what I was doing the whole time during the main event was creating the Noah Arts page. So <laughs> I did not watch the main event. Oh, all right. Well, Doug, I'll turn it to you then. Uh, Triple H versus Roman Reigns, WWE Championship on the line. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on this matchup? Um, I felt... I still feel like the right guy won. Yeah, I know that's not a popular opinion, but yeah. I'm right, and you guys aren't. So, like um, me, you guys, or whoever, I felt like he was going with. This was the one match during the main card that we all got right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just saying people who thought it was the wrong call for him to win. I think oh, yeah. wrong in general. But uh, I mean, the match was just there. Is really the crowd was like overwhelmingly distracting to the match. Yeah. I just... They I had know. no interest in it. I mean... I felt like Triple H didn't work heel enough. Mm-hmm. And I felt like... 
and it wasn't like one of those situations where the guy says, "I'm I know I'm over as the face, and you're over as the heel, so we're gonna switch for the night or whatever." It didn't yeah. feel like that to me. It just felt like the intentions were to still see the the Roman looks like he's gonna turn stuff came after. I didn't get that impression at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. I felt like that switched on the reaction that they thought they were going to get but hadn't got yet, and so then they adjusted from there. But I feel like the intent at Mania was to still get him over as a babyface. Yeah. He still worked like a babyface. Mm-hmm. Triple H just didn't work heel enough. And I think that only amplified, like, the uh, sort of wildness Disdain. of the crowd. Yeah. I mean, they are not fond of Roman Reigns during this matchup, and, you know, it... it you know the 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 people that we were watching it with, they were just complaining the whole time, like God, oh, this match is just not going to end. It's still going, and you know it it was a very drawn out match. Uh, you know the only real spot that I remember is Roman Reigns hitting the spear on Stephanie, and then uh, somehow he ended up getting the victory. So Roman Reigns defeats Triple H to become the new WWE champion, and the crowd doesn't seem too thrilled about that. So, I don't know. Like I said, overall, I was kind of disappointed in WrestleMania this year. Uh, I hope they can get stuff turned around so that for next year, it'll be a a better show. Like, I know they're trying to appease all aspects of their audience by having the spectacle, and it's not necessarily about the matches, it's just about the allure but I mean, come on! You gotta, you gotta do better than this. Mm, this is this did not feel a lot. There are lots of times where people complain about aspects of a card, where I can objectively look and say, "Hey, that shit just ain't for you, buddy." Yeah, that part of the card just is not for your demographic. It's mm-hmm. just not for you. They don't care if you like that or not. Yeah. But if I look objectively at WrestleMania, I can't say that they were trying to please too many different people because I don't feel like they pleased anyone. Exactly. That's, so, I mean, I feel like that's a big difference. Yeah. To me, it came off like an exercise in like doing the opposite of everything they should have done. <laughs> and I'm, not like, even, I'm not even talking about Roman because I thought Roman should have won. Roman right. was one of the few finishes yeah. I thought they got right. I thought Corbin going over was fine. I thought Roman going over was fine. I think the Divas match did. I mean, the total Divas versus uh, Blotted, Team Bad. That didn't matter who won. But the rest, like... I mean, the Usos, they should have won, but it didn't really matter. But the majority of shit that mattered, I think they got wrong. Mm-hmm. So, kind of disappointing. Tyler, what are your final thoughts on WrestleMania? Um, seven hours too long. Seven hours too long. Doug, your final thoughts? Um, I don't know. I was pretty unhappy with it. All right. That closes the chapter of WrestleMania 32. What was the the mania? Was it last uh, the one before that? We were like, we don't know about this one. We thought it was 31. Be the worst. Yeah, 31. We were like, man, they've they've just thrown matches together. It's not put, well put together, and it ended up being one of the most talked about, most highly praised WrestleManias ever. Uh, this WrestleMania was was as bad as everyone always claims the WrestleMania is, but isn't actually. <laughs> This yeah. is like how bad, like it really was. Yeah. So, uh, just not very good. You know, that's that's why it's kind of bittersweet where it's like I'm kind of glad we didn't go because I felt like I got my money's worth watching it from home. Um, but I don't know. Let us know in the comment section what you thought of WrestleMania. Are we too harsh? Were we right on the money? Were we not harsh enough? 
let us know. But now it's time to go into Raw, the Raw after Mania, always a rowdy crowd, and uh, was no different here. Although, once again, I feel like we've stressed this on numerous occasions uh, about the crowd. If you distract from the match too much, uh, I'm just not going to be very interested in in what the crowd has to say. Um, I felt like they did it on a couple of occasions, but... Again, it's the night after WrestleMania, and they like to emphasize, oh, all the crazies are out and doing all that. That's why they're booing Roman Reigns. Um, But we kick things off. Vince McMahon coming out saying, yeah, that's right. Shane lost the match, which means he doesn't get to hold anything over my head, and no one else gets to ever again. And Shane McMahon comes out and says, hey, I just wanted to shake your hand. I lost. You know. Hey, please explain to me how... Vince came out, got overwhelmingly cheered. People mm. were doing the bow down to Vince thing. Like, a lot of people were doing, like, the bow down to God Vince thing. Yeah. But. They were even singing all, his theme. All those no people, chance. All those people are the same people that are like, hey, Vince is fucking getting it wrong. Yep. Vince is fucking it up. Yep. Uh, and even in the kayfabe sense of the story, Shane is the guy who's bringing you the change you want. And they, yep. and they did. And it's not. They didn't shit on Shane. I'm not saying. But the guy opposing Shane mm-hmm. is Vince. So in real life, <laughs> they have a problem with Vince does. In the storyline, they have a problem with Vince does. But they just, I don't they, understand. They idolize the, the the character of Mr. McMahon. So I don't understand the reaction. I don't either. Weird crowd. Yeah, definitely a very weird crowd. But Shane does come out, gets a very big pop, and... Um, you know, it says, hey, congratulations, you won. Just wanted to say thank you to all the fans who supported me. See you later. And Vince is like, well, hang on, wait a second. No one upstages me. So just for that, you're in charge of Monday Night Raw tonight. Ha 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 ha. That'll show him. Yeah, that'll teach you a lesson to make a bet with me. If you lose, you still get what you want. But it's only for one night. Ha 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 ha. Evil laughter. Um, I don't know. It goes back to the booking. Like, this would have been... Like, think of how much more talk they would have had had Shane McMahon won. Like, oh my gosh, someone beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Oh my gosh, Shane's in charge of Raw. Oh my gosh, I have to tune in and see what's going to happen. I feel like the general feeling would be, if Shane had won, that there is change coming and it's going to be big change. Yeah. Let's find out what the change is. Exactly. Like, we've got to tune in. If you can't watch it, set your DVR. If you don't have a DVR go get a v- VCR and a VHS and record that. Just watch it on YouTube. Or watch it on YouTube, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or YouTube. Whatever else they have to, to offer. But, uh, yeah, it would have made so much more sense. You could have had so much... Like, are they just refusing to make changes? or See, the thing about Raw is Raw felt... Well, okay. Either felt like a contingency plan for an antagonistic crowd or mm-hmm. it felt like... They knew they got it wrong, and they know they have to change some things, but they just don't have it all figured out yet, how they're yeah. going to change everything. So put, one or the other. Put a few guys that the, the crowd will go hot for out there, and uh, and we'll we'll go from there. But uh, we kick things off with the New Day going up against the League of Nations, and since the League of Nations got the victory at WrestleMania, they're due for a title shot. So it's a tag team match for the uh, for the tag championships. New Day end up getting the victory, and uh, the League of Nations come out, and Sheamus says, 
it's time to trim the fat. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And they attack Wade Barrett, casting him out of the League of Nations. But we're not done yet, because as soon as that was done... Jeff! Yeah, we've got to move on from that, because the Wyatts appear and attack the League of Nations. Think they're going babyface? Yeah, possibly. You would think that instead of attacking the team that lost the tag titles, you would go against the team that won the tag team titles. What do I know? Let me keep it 100. Nothing Bray's done has ever made a whole lot of fucking sense. Yeah, that's true. So uh, I will attack whoever I want to attack, whenever I want to attack. I mean, is that the is that the mindset that he's going to have? I'm just going to attack whoever, whenever, or we're attacking the League of Nations because they're bad guys and we want to be good now. I don't know. I don't know. Um, do you get the impression that they are going babyface, or do you get the impression that that was put there to uh, combat the crowd? I don't know. No idea. Weird. Yeah, it was very strange. Uh, after that, we got to see Summer Ray cut a promo saying, if I were in charge of my team, we wouldn't have lost last night. And uh, at least I didn't lose, like, Sasha Banks, haha, or something, something along those lines. I thought it was fine. You guys are being yeah, hard on this. I am being hard. It's because I'm tired, and I didn't really enjoy this Raw, I guess. Um, but Sasha Banks comes out. They have a match. Sasha Banks ends up getting the win via submission. Uh, anything else to take away from it? No, not really. Okay. Uh, after that, we got to see the debut, the Raw debut of Apollo Cruz, NXT superstar. Surprising. Yeah. To me, I- at least. <sighs> Yeah, I didn't think he would be called up. And then also, I didn't think he should have fought Tyler Breeze. He has felt to me like a guy who hadn't found his footing in mm-hmm. NXT yet. A guy, obviously, with some potential and some talent, but ha- has not yet found his groove. Right. So I was surprised to see him uh, brought up. I don't know. As was uh, I. Is he, he replacing Neville. That's what I'm thinking. Like, that's kind of the vibe that I got. It's like, oh, he's there to, to be the flip. You know, the flips and tricks kind of guy. I mean, while he Neville's can flip, out. but no one can really flip like Neville can flip. Right. He's, I mean, his thing is the muscle guy who can do the flip, but he can't. I think that would be a good tag team later on. Do the variety mm-hmm. of flips, I guess. Apollo Crews and Neville. Yeah. But uh, Apollo Crews gets the victory over Tyler Breeze. I don't know. I'm just always bummed that Tyler Breeze gets the shaft. Well. And I know someone has to be in that role. Yep. That's exactly right. Um, after that, we got to see Roman Reigns come out to a sea of booze. Uh, now, I did like his attitude change because he did show a little bit more attitude. His his promo wasn't long-winded. He was short, sweet, to the point. He comes out and is kind of like teasing the crowd. Oh, come on, guys. I'm not the bad guy. I'm also not a good guy. I'm the guy. So it's kind of like a, you know, whether you like me or not, I'm the man. Deal with it. So kind of a little swagger kind of cockiness to it um and uh he said you know i talked to shane backstage um said i can challenge anyone i want so if you want a shot at the title come on out and get it um which was responded by chris jericho which was then responded by uh styles who lost his match at wrestlemania who lost his match yeah um then responded by kevin owens who lost his match at wrestlemania who then responded by Sami Zayn. We lost his match at WrestleMania. <laughs> so these guys look like geeks thinking they deserve the title. Yeah. That was definitely crowd control. 
Oh, they. It was cool to be like, hey, one of these guys might get a title shot, but mm-hmm. it was also very like, what did these guys do to deserve title shots? Right. Nothing. They wanted a title shot, so they answered the call. So. All right. You're going to argue semantics. Okay. Yes. Because he didn't say, if you feel deserving of a title shot, come on out. It was, if you want a title shot, you come on out. We'll make this. The happen. whole roster came out. The whole right. roster came out. Everyone so came out. So only four guys wanted it. That is correct. No one else gives a fuck. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So these four gentlemen want a chance, but instead they end up brawling. I kind of want a title shot, but I'm not I don't know sure about it. I'm gonna. Nah. I don't know if I'm ready yet. I'm gonna stay back here. I'll yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait for the next one. It'll it'll it won't take too long. Uh, so they end up all brawling and uh, you know falls out. Uh, after that, we got to see Baron Corbin in his Raw debut go up against Dolph Ziggler. This match ends in a double countout, um, and Baron Corbin... Well, he had an introduction. He's like, yeah, I'm Baron Corbin, and... Uh, for, if you don't know me, I don't care. I don't care. Not really sure why he couldn't beat Ziggler here. Everyone Set up a feud. Says. Yeah. It gives them both something to do, I guess. Sure, that's fair. Gives, you know, Baron... An established guy to go to back to. And, where did where'd you come from? I felt like Ziggler was supposed go back to, to the make... golf course with Chavo. What? When he is caddy? I don't know. I felt like he was supposed to make Corbin like hated, but I think they forgot like how much heat <laughs> Ziggler has lost over the years. Yeah, and the crowd doesn't respond to Ziggler the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He feels. I don't know. Yep. And after that, after that, we got to see Zack Ryder come out, show the heartwarming pictures from WrestleMania. I was like, hey, here's a picture of me when I was little holding Razor Ramon's title, you know, when he was Intercontinental Champion. And now here's a picture of him holding my title from WrestleMania. Like, it was a really cool moment. And then he says, you know, I'll keep this short and sweet. I got to thank someone. Dad, you've always had my back. Thank you for always being there. Yeah, Buff Daddy. Um, Not Buff Bagwell. That's right. Uh, But But if Buff Bagwell was Zack Ryder, then (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Uh, Whoa. But but it was like such a sentimental moment. You know, the crowd was loving it. I was loving it. It's like, dude, good for him. And, then Miz comes out and is like, hey, you ruined my moment. I had my fingers on the belt. I had it on the leather and the gold, and you pushed me off. And Ryder's like, dude, sucks to be you. Sorry, that's the name of the game. You, you hesitated, and I took the opportunity. And so Miz challenged him to a match and goaded him into defending I the Intercontinental title. I had a bad feeling about this because yeah. of... I don't know when was the whole Barrett Miz thing. They kept on trading the Intercontinental it was title back twenty nine or twenty seven. I just had that feeling again, and I was like, "No, don't, no, no, no." no. Yep, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, Intercontinental title up for grabs. Miz uh, goes outside the ring at one point, gets in the face of uh, Zack Ryder's dad. His dad pushes him or something like that. And then Maurice comes out of nowhere, slaps him in the face. That out of nowhere, she was. You could see. Yeah, she was positioned to be behind. Like they were shooting behind the commentator, the but they were. You could, she was visible. You yeah. could see her freaking out once they started getting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she hops the barricade, runs over, slaps the dad, which causes a distraction for Zack Ryder. Miz ends up getting the victory. 
new Intercontinental Champion. So much for long title reigns. And uh, I didn't expect it to be long. I just yeah figured he would. Well, I expected it. Yeah, give a chance. longer than that. I expected. And um, Miz did. and Maurice celebrate in the ring. Good to see Maurice back. It was a nice surprise. Pourquoi? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I mean, you mentioned during the uh, Divas match that she's gonna she's back, or like is she back on, on a full time basis, or I, is well, it? Just kinda... I mean, from the graphic of the match on SmackDown, she's uh, it was like a Miz with Maurice. Right. She's probably gonna be accompanying him all mm. the time as a manager. That. And, I'm gonna look at spoilers. All right, you do that. She will be on Total Divas this coming up season. Oh, I guess right. she's uh, gonna be a Bella's replacement. Huh? Interesting. That should be. Uh... Well, I don't know. I know she's gonna be added to the cast. I don't know if Bree and Nikki are gonna be gone now that they're not doing anything. Yeah. Oh man, no Brian. Nope. What do you mean? If they're gone, oh, then Brian. I don't know if they're gone. I'm just saying it seems like a possibility. At this well, point. they can have at least one more season with it with a tale of leading up to WrestleMania. Yeah. Then they can have one season of what's after. WWE, you know, life after the business. They might get their own spinoff. Who knows? Yeah. Being, can you imagine the show being just, Bella, just around the Bellas with Brian uh, and, and John popping in every now and again, and Johnny Ace, and the mom, and the brother, Papa Ace, stepdad power. <laughs> now, um, after that, we got to see the women's championship belt presentation by Lita. All the other uh, female competitors were in the ring. Uh, I keep wanting to say divas, and I'm having to like mentally stop myself. Uh, Charlotte came out to accept and started to gloat. You know, well, first she tried to give praise, but the crowd wasn't having it. They wanted to see Bailey come out. They I wanted, think that was intentional. Though. Yeah, they wanted to see Sasha get another chance. Did y'all see the whelp on uh, Becky Lynch's Do eye? Y'all, y'all not remember Sunday? I was like, what's wrong? Is that her makeup? What's wrong with her eye? And you guys were like, I don't know. I think uh-uh. it's her makeup. I have to go back and watch it. Like, I thought maybe, like, she just put too much makeup on. Like, that's what you were referring to or something. Or, like, maybe her eyelashes were, like, she had fake eyelashes on and it was falling off or something. I didn't. Yeah. She had to get, I believe, seven stitches on her eye. And it was nice and swollen for Monday Night Raw. Here's uh, the thing we already sort of talked about it, but your reintroduction of the women's title, this is supposed to be like a, like a, Pushing women's wrestling forward. It's supposed to be a re-legitimization of women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's supposed your, to be. Your first title holder won it with the help of a man. Mm-hmm. And now you're setting up a feud between two women based around their families, of which they are only, only women of. So more like more about the hearts and the flares, which were men. Mm-hmm. So all this is based around men when they could have just had Either Sasha or Becky or Bailey challenge her and then fucking do it right at that point. Nope. To me, to me, that is the wrong way to go about bringing the title back. It is not just because, like, I don't think Charlotte's the girl. Clearly, Flair still has a lot of stroke, and it's clearly a thing where Flair gets to have his daughter be the first, like, new women's champion or whatever we're calling this. Yeah. Woo! I can live with that, but just the way they went about doing it was all wrong. Well, I think also, I think I want to say that I heard somewhere that the reason why they're changing it from the Divas to the Women's Championship is because they want the women to be more competitive. Like, instead of the two or three minute matches that they had in years past, 
they want it to be something that people come to see. It's like, no, you want you want to see the women wrestle. That's what I, I mean. That's entailed in what I was saying. I yeah, wasn't like saying not that. Right. I don't know. We'll have to see how it all plays out. But uh, the women end up walking out on Charlotte, and Natalia's like, "Hey, you need to learn a little humility, and I'll be the one to teach it to you." And you know, puts let's her in the dust off his act with no momentum. Mm-hmm. So, Instead of yep. like one of three women the crowd would love you to, to use. Yeah. It's not like, it's not as if the crowd was against, uh, was like really wanting that one person that they just weren't going to get. They have like options of like people mm-hmm. the crowd would want to go with and they're still like, no, fuck that. We're going with Cat Lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you love it's Cat not, Lady. It's not, it's not even, di- well, I hate that cat. <laughs> and it's not even to be disrespectful to Natalia because I'm sure she will be fine, but the problem is she has no momentum she hasn't been used in, in any role of any substance. So how is this going to help get this new title over and this re reinvigoration of this division? Nothing ever? surprises me of what I've seen the last two or three days, whatever. Nothing yeah. surprises me. Um, you haven't writ- written this down, so I thought I would throw it in or whatever. A backstage uh, promo where Sami Zayn is talking to uh, Renee. Uh-huh. They just jumped. Yes, jump from behind by Kevin Owens. And put through and a they table. brawl, and then he Kevin Owens puts Sami Zayn through a table and writes him out of the match. Fatal four-way, which was announced during the uh, after the brawl. I don't know if it's true to report that earlier when they were duking it out, all four of them in the ring, whatever, Sami Zayn hurt his, may have hurt himself. That was refuted, or whatever the right word is. That was proven to not be true. Oh, from, good. From what I heard. Good, good, good. I don't want him to be out. Yeah, I, I hope he didn't get it hurt, and then they say, hey, the way we're going to write you out is put you through a table. You're hurt again. Yeah. It could, could, it could have just been said, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we regret to for- inform you that during the brawl, Sami Zayn suffered an injury and will not be participating in the match. That would have been more believable if he indeed suffered an injury. I could have been wrong, but I could be wrong, but I feel like I read something that said he's not actually hurt. Cool. So uh, after that, we got to see the Dudley Boys versus the Usos. Wow, deja vu. But this time in a tables match. Because, you know, the Dudley Boys came out and said, we're never going to have tables involved ever again. So what better way to stay true to that than putting them in a tables match? And the Dudley Boys ended up winning that well, tables match. Wasn't this played off as a Shane McMahon thing? Like, oh, you don't think you're going to use table... Well, Shane's in charge. You're fucking using <laughs> I thought that's how it was presented. That's oh, going against what we been. believe. We we don't use tables anymore. Yeah. But the Dudley You're boys end up getting the victory. And uh, there was a bit of confusion as to how the match officially ended. Was it when the Usos dove off the top rope and went through the table with you know, the Uso or the, the Dudley boys moved out of the way, or was it there afterwards when the Dudley boys threw them into the table? No, the the Dudleys won when they jumped in. Yeah, because I got a, I got a lot of people asking me. They're like, "Well, isn't one of the rules that you can't put yourself through a table and have the match in?" And I was like, "Well, they have had matches in the past where that has happened, where someone put themselves through the table, be it intentional or accidental." And uh, they lose the match. That's how they but, do it in the game. The act, the act of they made them go through the table by missing. Them. Right. Like the, yeah. The psychology, I believe. Um, That's they do in the game. Yeah. If they 
you know, miss and you go through a table, you don't, no hmm. one wins or loses. But uh, after that, we got to see the debut of Enzo and Big Kaz. They came out, received an absolutely huge pop, got to introduce themselves to the, uh, the main roster crowd. I mean, if they're going to fight someone who's top hills or one of the top, no, I don't know if you call them the top hills. I don't know. <laughs> they're there to put over all the tag teams. So, they, yeah, they're going to, yeah. Doing. Yeah. That's, that's good, so. I mean, we had this discussion last week. What's left for the Dudleys? They put over the only three teams that matter in the <laughs> WWE, and this is our answer. They're going to put over Kaz and Enzo. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was good. It was great to see them. They got... Um, they killed it. They didn't... Yeah. Smack Tonka, Skywalker. Like they should have been there the whole time. Oh, yeah. They fit right in. And I got a Mike Sabre for a hater. <laughs> we got a couple haters. Couple haters. Yeah. I'll put that lazy eye to work. <laughs> uh, so that takes us into the main event, Fatal 4-Way, AJ Styles, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, and mystery partner. Because they announced um, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn compete. unable to compete, but we will have a Fatal 4-Way. I thought it was going to be John Cena. I lo- a lot of people were thinking it was going to be John Cena. It turns out to be Cesaro, the return of the Swiss Superman. He walks out in a suit, and I was like, he's not prepared to wrestle. I thought he was going back to the old like Swiss money holding days where he would wrestle. He came out with like a dress shirt on with a tie and like slacks, but he would take it out. He would wrestle in like slacks. I thought <laughs> he was going to go back to that. But did you guys see that GIF online where it's like coming home from work like, and then he like it's just his art. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Let's just send that to me. I want to see that. I got. I don't know. Where, I don't remember where I saw. I just saw it somewhere. Nice. Come I mean, it's just, it's just him ripping his clothes. It says coming home from work, like and then he rips it off, and then he rips the pants off. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, this is a fatal four way to determine the number one contender: AJ Styles, Jericho, Owens, and Cesaro. I thought this was a very fun matchup. A um, lot of good spots in it. This is probably the match of the night. Probably the biggest highlight of the night. Shocked as hell. I thought Jericho was for sure getting the Yeah, match. definitely. I like I was leaning towards uh Jericho with a close second of Owens. Because I would that's something I would have liked to have seen. But now it kind of makes you wonder, like, are they gonna go forward with the Roman Reigns heel turn because you're gonna have AJ Styles? So it's like, hmm, which way are they know. gonna go he, now? He seemed to have like the attitude of the the attitude change. Mm-hmm. Um the reason I thought for, for sure Jericho, because if you remember from the four-way brawl, like, he caught the spear, so I was like, oh, it's definitely Jericho. And, uh, That's how I was thinking. I really thought Jericho was going to win. Should be. But him. also another thing to take into account, because we don't, we don't know what's going to happen with Triple H. You know, Triple H may come back and, you know, like, oh, well, get to have a rematch, you know, or they're like, or someone will come out and say, guess what, um, next week we're all – AJ Styles, you're going to have your match. Yeah, yeah, we don't know when the match is coming. They could put it anywhere. And it'll really. be over and done. I'm More like, than likely, I would think Extreme Rules, which would be the next pay-per-view. But who knows? We'll have to see. So AJ Styles, the new number one contender. And there was apparently a video that came out uh, post-Raw of him being very emotional and very happy about it. So, who, AJ? You know, yeah. So, good for I him. Think, I think he's getting a, uh, Anderson and Gallows. Yeah. I think they're giving it to him and oh. not not Finn. Hmm. They were supposedly backstage at Raw. I, I could see them debuting any time now. Interesting. I don't think fans get it. 
Yeah. I think they're keeping Finn face. AJ turn heel. He defeats Roman Reigns with the help of Gallows and Anderson. We'll see. So uh, so that pretty much does it for Raw. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, on a note that we forgot to talk about, Side note. going back uh, on NXT, uh, they the showed way. Ibushi and uh, Bobby. Yeah. Rude. We forgot to talk about that. So that's it's quite the cool. shock. Yeah. Crowd went nuts. Ibushi for, because um, he got, it's going to be part of that tournament. Well, don't forget Funaki was there too. And Stephanie McMahon. Oh, the Stephanie McMahon thing was hilarious because they were booing her. And she's like, (laughs) all right, guys. And she was getting for for like two seconds. She looked surprised. (laughs) She was like, hey, I'm the face of women's. I'm the one who brought you women's wrestling back, guys. Wait a minute. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Fuck it. Thoughts on uh, Bobby Roode? I've never been a huge Bobby Roode guy. I think he's fine. I know people like him. That's your prerogative. I could see him doing the player coach thing. Like, I mm-hmm. don't think he's getting out of NXT, but we've seen lots of guys get out of NXT that we didn't think were going to be guys who got out yeah. of NXT. So, who knows? I think he's going to go for something. WWE's going to offer him something. Yeah. I, I want to say that I feel like this was sort of a, a tester for the WWE, see how people react. To yeah, that. to see uh, is you know how how just how big is he? If we actually show him on the screen, are the are the people going to react? And so it was sort of like one of those. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll we'll come in our office. Let's talk about let's talk business. I know people think he's really good, but I think he's really bland. Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see. I'm curious as to what the future holds for Bobby Roo, Robert Robert Rude. You're listening to a special interview segment for the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. Okay, folks, joining us this week, we have a very special guest. He's been on the show several times, and it's always nice to have him back. The one and only Tex Lone Star. Tex, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing, Danny? I'm uh, glad do- to be here. Doing fantastic. Getting ready for Doomsday Wrestling, a very special promotion. Going to be happening this Saturday, April 9th, at the historic Market Square, taking place 7 p.m., so, yeah, the address, 301 Millam Street in Houston, so you do not want to miss it. Tex, tell us a little bit about this show. All right, folks. Uh, we've been at this for a long, long time now. The great folks at Houston, Texas have been there with us uh, every step of the way, and this is just our way of uh, giving back to the great folks of Houston and the surrounding areas. And this show at the historic Market Square Park is absolutely free. You just walk right up under the beautiful skyline of Doomed of uh, Houston, Texas. Thank you, ma'am. Hold on. I'm picking up a Sonic order. Hey, ma'am, I have a dollar in change for you. I'm sorry. I don't have any dollar bills. I'm sorry. What a great way to start an interview. I'm, in, I'm at the Sonic drive-thru right now ordering a malt. How are you? So, yeah, this show is completely free. Not like, your, right up the not like your Sonic sky. meal. No, no. My Sonic meal costs, oh, man, I had to collect change for this meal for this beautiful malt that I'm having. But, folks, enough about malts and enough about desserts. Let's talk about Doomsday Wrestling free of charge under the beautiful skyline of Houston, Texas, smack dab in the middle of downtown historic market square. Absolutely. And so far there are four announced matches. It's going to be a, a great show as always. Um, you know, former doomsday champion, beefy Joe going up against top banana. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not, you're not keeping up with all your history. Current beat, current doomsday. Oh, I apologize. Joe going up against oh my gosh i've been slacking in my doomsday, the doomsday wrestling network run out i guess so well i did change my credit card a, a, a while back and uh, so maybe that that might be it 
All right, if you can go ahead and give me that credit card information, you can go ahead and just give it to me over there or now if yeah. you want, and I can take care of that. Okay. And, uh, well, yeah. I'll do it after the interview. That way we can uh, make sure everything is secure. Oh, have it your way. Have it your way. All That's right. Fine. So, but, yeah, uh, yes. Well, I apologize. Current Doomsday Champion, Beefy Joe. He's also a former champion, so I'm half right. Oh, yes, you're right. He is a former <laughs> champion, but he's a current champion also. And that yes, kind of that's a usually little bit... when you're a champion, you don't you don't talk about <laughs> if you're currently a champion, you don't talk about how you're also for, formerly a champion. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, going up against Top Banana. That's right, folks. These men have met before many times in the ring, and Top Banana has always come up a little short. Top Banana, the potassium powerhouse from Hollywood, California. The man who, uh, he's a transplant into Houston, Texas, and he isn't just not having a good time here. A uh, very miserable human being. Uh, going up against the butcher-turned-wrestler, who's also a transplant from Hoboken, New Jersey. Uh, but he has adopted the ways of Houston, Texas, and he loves it here. And he's represented Doomsday Wrestling with so much pride and so much honor. We're just thrilled to have him as our champion. And always a fan favorite, and he, he knows how to bring the meat. Oh, he sure does. He brings home the bacon every time. And the audience, you can hear him always chanting when they, when they hear his music. When they see him come through that curtain, you always hear beef, beef, beef chant. And, oh, my gosh, right now, I just said that. I bet there's thousands of people at home listening just chanting beef, beef, beef. Gets you worked up. Absolutely. Uh, Another match scheduled to take place, Animalia the Untamed versus Father Superior. That's right. The, the, The toughest priest in all the world taking on the wild and rabid woman, Animalia the Untamed. Father Superior. He's a uh, he's a veteran here at Doomsday Wrestling. He's always uh, close to his uh, sidekick, the Altered Boy, who's always in his corner, up to no good. <laughs> I tell you, he needs to be banned from ringside. But uh, Animalia the Untamed will be there. She'll be let loose. Uh, most likely, her manager Wilfred Wonder the Third will be in her corner. So it's going to be a very interesting match because you have two men lurking at ringside who are usually up to no good, and uh, I bet, I'm sure that some sort of uh, violence along with uh, religious affirmation will um will ensue absolutely uh they usually go hand in hand you know definitely but it's always a good time at doomsday wrestling another matchup triple threat match russian bear going up against death row flow versus a mystery opponent and this one has piqued my interest because i know doomsday's history of uh delivering amazing matches and i'm curious about this mystery opponent is is it Knowing Doomsday's history, is it a person in a similar to a green suit? Is it a, a, a black suit with a question mark on it? Or is it a, an actual wonder as to who the oh. opponent is? Huh. Do you mean is it a guy actually dressed in a mysterious outfit? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yes, it's the mystery opponent. <laughs> well, you know, I don't really, really even know. They don't even tell me anything. The, the board of directors, they probably know. What, what we're going to do, though, the, the rumor has it, if you look on the internet, on all the chat rooms and the message boards, the rumor has it how this will be decided is, at all times in my hat that I'm always wearing, I pretty much sleep in this hat, I have the names of every wrestler written on a piece of paper in my hat. Wow. I mean, right now, sitting on top of my head, collecting the sweat as I sweat. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> it, it, kind it, of a who's who's list filled, there. Filled with a name on a separate sheet of paper of every wrestler in Doomsday Wrestling. So we're going to draw a random name out of my hat. It could be anybody. Very well could. It could be you. Me? Well, I, I, I would hope it's not me. I am not physically prepared for this type of matchup. Oh, well, well, well I, would I don't be, know if Houston, Texas is physically prepared for that, but, I, <laughs> but it's going to be something. I would be no match for the Russian Bear, and I don't know much about Death Row Flow. Let me tell you, Death Row Flow, she's serving a life sentences. I think like two consecutive life sentences for... 
uh, assault and battery, armed robbery, and jaywalking. And uh, we get a pretty good tax write-off uh, by letting her wrestle an hour each night, um, you know, as a part of prison reha- prisoner rehab- rehabilitation. And uh, it just, you know, it helps us out with the, with, the, with the tax cuts. But she's a very, very dangerous woman. Uh, the referee always forgets to, to, to pat her down to frisk her, and she always ends up shanking someone. And she calls it Shanksgiving. And, uh, folks, it's, it's, it's going to be bloody. I can guarantee that match, the, the mysterious person, the, the mystery opponent stepping in there with those two, 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 two psychopaths, I do not envy that man or that woman, whoever that may be. Awesome. Uh, another match that has been scheduled so far, fan favorite Hot Flash going up against newcomer Twerkules. That's right. That's right. Hot Flash, the menopausal mauler, one of the most seasoned veterans, one of the most grizzled veterans in all of Doomsday Wrestling, will be taking on the man who is the Greek god of booty shaking, <laughs> Twerkules. He, he worships at the altar of the burning gluteus Maximus, folks. It's going to be one heck of a contest. If you see this man in action, you will be hypnotized by his, man, by his maneuvers. Very cool. It's certainly shaping up to be a, a great show. And like Tech said earlier, it's absolutely free to the public. All absolutely you have to do. free, folks. It's 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 my way of giving it back to you. It's no Keep in mind, though, for our next show, we're probably going to charge double just to make up for this. <laughs> but absolutely free tonight, or, or not tonight, April 9th, this Saturday, Market Square Park. Be there. At 7 p.m. At, you know, what better way to get your money's worth by not having to pay money? That, they, that, 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 there you go, right there. <laughs> And of course, if you want to give us money, if you want to give us money to feel like you're getting your money's worth, that's that's good too. Oh, absolutely! Donations are always graciously accepted. Uh, and yeah. of course, you yourself, the one and only Tex Lensar, will be at Doomsday Wrestling. Oh, of course, I'll be calling all the action. Excuse me while I take a sip of my hot fudge malt from Sonic. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Yes, but I, Tex Lensar, will be there calling all the action, folks. I'll have a ringside seat. And I'm. I'm a wrestling fan myself, and I love it. I love every minute of it. I love being around all the beautiful fans, and I love being around all that beautiful, gorgeous wrestling action. Very nice. And I want to say, uh, earlier in our conversations before the uh, interview started, I want to say that there was an, uh, a hinting of uh, a possible WNS podcast exclusive. Oh, that, the rumors are true. The rumors are true. I will give you that exclusive right here, right now. Cue the, cue the exclusive music right now. WNS Podcast Exclusive. Okay, okay. You're going to edit that in later, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Okay, the, in it, the, the exclusive is this. In tag team action, the Storm and Mormons, all the way from Salt Lake City, Utah, will be taken on none other than a new tag team. We've seen them once, but they're returning. The Call of the Wild. The Call of the Wild, two wild rock and roll women by the names of Bodacious and outrageous will be teaming up to take on the Storm and Mormons. And you know, nowadays the kids they like they love rock and roll. You know, you love rock and roll, don't you, Danny? Absolutely. I mean, sweeping the nation, rock and roll. It's a it's a big deal nowadays. And nothing says it better than the Call of the Wild. They are a wild rock and roll tag team, and they will be taking on the Storm and Mormons. And I don't know if uh, if they're going to rock the Storm and Mormons world, or if the Call of the Wild is going to end up becoming members of the Church of Latter Day Pain. But we'll find out this Saturday at Market Square Park. Very cool. And like I said, that is taking place this Saturday at Historic Market Square, 7 p.m., 301 Millam Street in Houston. Doomsday Wrestling. It's never been this funny. 
Text hey, Dan, uh, violence has never been this violence funny. has never been this funny yes there you go See, there that's you why go. they pay you the, bu- hey, the Danny, big bucks I, I, I got a small bone to pick with you can i get that off my chest on the air with me yeah okay you know i've noticed i've listened to you you know i'm a big fan of, of the wns podcast and i've heard you guys talk to all all sorts of indie wrestlers indie wrestlers such as you know ted dibiase uh, Mick Foley, you know, you know the lesser-known guys, right? And I've always noticed that whenever you interview them, you call them sir. But I've also noticed that when you interview me, you have never once called me sir. Well, I certainly apologize for that, sir. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't want you to call me sir. But oh. I was wondering why. Oh, I'm afraid I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> is it is it because we're we're good friends? Is that why? Uh, it could be one of the reasons. Yeah, you don't, you least... don't feel the need for for uh, you know for. For formal for formality when you're around me, I mean, I was I was at your wedding. You were I was there, yes. And I, I'm sorry if I embarrassed you. Not at all. No, my apologies. there was no embarrassment whatsoever. I, I was oh, okay. Very happy that you were able to attend, and uh, um, well, I was a little embarrassed. Oh yeah, embarrassed of me. Uh, no, no, I won't name names, but but I was. <laughs> it was it was those other two guys, the two guys who aren't here right now, Doug and and Tyler. I, I guess they're they're not. <laughs> They don't want to show their faces in this interview because of what happened at your wedding. Yeah, they had to step out for a little bit and collect their yeah. thoughts, I guess. No. Yeah, man. They should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> but Tex Lonesar, sir, it has certainly been a pleasure. We certainly appreciate you coming on the show to uh, to hey, promote no Doomsday Wrestling. You know, you're always a welcome guest here on the WNS podcast. I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't be there in person. I love to I love to visit Beaumont, Texas. I love to see you guys. I love to stop at the good old Golden Corral down there and, you know, get get, get my belly's worth before I, where I go into the studio with you guys. Uh, next time, I definitely will be there in person. Definitely. And we look forward to Doomsday Wrestling this Saturday and all future shows. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. This Saturday, folks, Historic Market Square, it's free. It's free. You have no excuses. Let's dive into some uh, hot topics. It was announced during the Hall of Fame that Sting officially announces his retirement. So he is no longer an active competitor. He is done wrestling. There was the rumors of that first surfacing before, Mm -hmm. and then he was like, you know, hey, um, I can't tell you what's going to happen or like never say never and all that stuff. And then, because he's trying to deflect that. Mm -hmm. Then Saving it for the Hall of Fame announcement. It just sucks because I feel like he didn't have that good of a run. Oh, of course not. Yeah, he he had like what two or three matches, one on WrestleMania, one on pay per view, one, one on Raw. Raw, one night, and that was like a tag match. And then I mean, I enjoyed champion. that match with him and Rollins. Yeah, not so much Triple H and Sting. Yeah, but we get to say we have seen Sting's last match. Yep. We got to see it live. We were there in Houston for Night of Champions for Sting's official last match. Yes. Which is nuts. Uh, and actually, I was in, in order to make room in the living room, I had to bring some furniture into the uh, into our living room. And so I was moving a bunch of stuff around. I found my Night of Champions ticket. So yeah. if I ever get somewhere where Sting is going to be, I'm getting him to sign that. If cause... we ever go to um, another WrestleMania and mm-hmm. they have like the, the what's it called? WrestleCon. Uh, Access. And all that. Access. Yeah. I don't think he'll be doing WrestleCon. I think he'll yeah, be probably doing not. Axis. Yeah. You can get him signed there. But um, that'd be pretty crazy. So, who knows? We'll see. So, thank you for the memory, Sting. Uh, you know, going back to the WCW days, I was a huge fan. I forgot who inducted him. Uh, Ric Flair. 
Ric Flair. Yeah, got very emotional about it too. Uh, did you watch the Hall of Fame? No, no. Uh, some of it was pretty funny. Um, I did not watch the full Freebirds speech, and everyone saying, "Dude, you got to go back and watch that. You got to go and watch it." Um, but Doug, what were your thoughts on Sting's announcement of retirement? Um, I'm not total. I wasn't totally surprised. Yeah. You could tell that he was working to that in his speech. Like when he sort of brought it up, I was like, oh, he's going to retire. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, he's had a full career. He hasn't had a full WWE career. He's only had a couple of matches. And I don't yeah. Know. But uh, I mean, what's what's there left for the guy to do, really? Yeah. And, you know, uh, while you were gone, Tyler and I were discussing how we, the three of us, got to see his final match at Night of Champions. Yeah. Uh, and while I was cleaning the house out, I found my Night of Champions ticket. So if I find somewhere where he's going to be, I'm going to try and get him to autograph that. So nice. I think that would be a really good collectible uh, memorabilia. Um, for those of you who have not had enough of NXT talent making their debuts on the main roster, you'll definitely want to tune in to SmackDown this week as the VOD villains will be making their debut. Um it's weird. It's it's odd. It, it kind of concerns me. Like, I know they want to get people to tune in to SmackDown, so they're saying, okay, well, we'll throw these guys on there. But I don't know if the villains are strong enough of a group to make it on the main roster. And I've been saying that for a long time, that, you know, they're fun in NXT. They're fine. The crowd gets it. They understand. But you put them on that main roster where the crowd hasn't been following the stories and they just might not understand what's going on. Uh, you know, I don't know. What are you, what are your guys thoughts? Vaude villains going to SmackDown. I mean, the gimmick has a ceiling is what I yeah. think. And I mean, you can tell that, I mean, just from what we got a little, I don't think we mentioned it, but they, they showed a little video of Primo and Epico being. Yeah, yeah. So those type of gimmicks, they have a ceiling. Sort, mm-hmm. I think it's has a, I think it's a, one of the reasons why Tyler Breeze is not going to be as successful as a lot of people thought he was because that gimmick is only going to get him so far. Right. Um, one thing I did want to pose, I did want to pose a question to you guys. With the bringing up of all of this new talent that we've got, the return of Epico and Prima, the Vaude Villains, Enzo and Kaz, we've got Apollo Crews now. Baron you know, Corbin. Baron Corbin has come up. Um, do you think that the rumors might be leading to more of a possibility of the return of the brand split? Because I feel like... I thought it was a stronger possibility when the Shane was going to take over. Yeah, and that's what I thought too, and lo and behold, that's... But I mean, case, that would but. be like looking at a story and following it through to its logical like conclusion, which is yeah. not obviously something they like to do. Yeah, and since, since he focused primarily on saying, I want control Monday Night Raw... Do you think Vince will come in, say, next week and be like, you know what, you did an okay job on Raw. You know, per our agreement, you're not getting Raw, but I'll let you be in charge of SmackDown. Well, no, because, well, maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't write it off. I would never say never, but with the rumors that the uh, the authority are going to be off TV mm. for at least a good while to cool that off, why would he be on, on SmackDown just to run SmackDown? Get more that? people to tune in that. Yeah, but... There's no if there's not an ongoing authority figure on Raw, I don't see why they would do one for SmackDown. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. So look for the VOD villains to debut on SmackDown this week. Uh, in some TNA news, uh, Velvet Sky is rumored at the moment 
uh, not to re-sign with TNA once her contract expires. Uh, Who said that she's dating Bubba? Everyone. Y'all said that? It was that? Yeah, it's pretty well known. I didn't know that. Yeah, they've, they've been to a couple for a while, yeah? I don't know how long, but I think it's pretty well known. Yeah. Uh, so he was, he's probably fighting for her to jump ship and head on over to WWE or at least uh, NXT. I don't see um, it. You don't think so? I don't think she's very good. Mm. We'll have to see, but uh, maybe she could be a valet or something like that, a manager. She's definitely not like Bailey. Bailey good or Sasha good or Becky good. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll have to see where Velvet Sky ends up in the next few months. Um, in other news, uh, Beth Phoenix and Edge are actually expecting their second child together. So congratulations to those two. Congrats. Yeah. Or what's going to be four now, I guess. Since they already have a child together. Wow. Been together for quite some time. A lot of little Edge heads running around. Yeah. Go Edge. Congrats. Um... Yeah, with that being said, time to go into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First question coming to us from Dennis saying, uh, both Raw and TakeOver or WrestleMania alone, which would you choose to watch? So I can either have... You either have to sit and watch WrestleMania, all I'm guessing all seven hours, or the three hours of Raw and two hours of TakeOver. Specifically this week of all these shows or in general? It just says, which would you choose to watch? Uh, I guess I'll take NXT. Yeah, NXT. Yep, NXT. So thank you for the question, Dennis. Uh, Next question is from Spencer saying, hey, guys, great show again. What were your thoughts on the Nakamura debut? I thought it was great and can't can't wait to see what he does this Wednesday. Hypothetically, if you could book yourself to debut in Lucha Underground or WWE, how would you do it? Thanks, guys. Whew. I just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not. I just don't think I'd work out. I'd book us as a stable because I have my weaknesses and, you know, I'm pretty confident that you guys would have my back in any sort of situation. So stable. Absolutely. Doesn't right. matter which organization because I'm getting my ass handed to me. But as long as I've got you guys there to take some of the beatings with me, then it'll be all gravy. All right. We're a stable. Woo! Let's do it. Yes. All right, I love it. So um, I'm gonna say, wait, what are our options of where to book? Lucha or WWE? We're getting paid more than WWE, so <laughs> we're gonna get our ass whipped. We need, let's get paid for it. Yep. I don't mind being the uh, the next Heath Slater. I mean, look, let's just be honest. Dario Cueto's got that dirty money. Yeah. I mean, there's no telling where that came people from. chasing after him. They got demons and all that. Walking Dead, walking around. I don't want to face anyone with powers, okay? I feel like, I feel like if I tried to Mystical pay... Mystical powers. I feel like if I took my paycheck from Cueto to the store, and then when they marked it, it could be counted. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Like, just wait right here. <laughs> yes, officers, yeah. Counter. Are you money. talking to Joey Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. And then he bust us out, so it'll... Yep. You know, full circle, it all works out. Uh, final bit of questions coming to us from Rosewood, saying if you guys had to pick four superstars, past or present... For the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, who would you guys pick? I feel like we've done this one uh, in the past. There's already a Mount Rushmore for wrestling. Yeah. Who is it? <laughs> the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and uh, <laughs> Kevin Steen. And then there's nice. uh, Mount Rushmore 2.0, which is the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, Roger Strong, and Super Dragon. So there's already two. Mm. 
Well, for us, if we could pick four superstars, past or present, for uh, Rosewood, it would be Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Steve Austin, and John Cena. I feel like it would have to be San Martino, Hogan, Austin, and Cena if you're going to do like a Mount Rushmore type thing. Take out The Rock and put The Undertaker for me. From those? Yeah. Hulk, Taker, Austin, Cena. I feel like Br- uh, Bruno's got to be in there. I feel like they're all synonymous with their eras. So yeah. I would say Bruno, Hogan, Austin, Cena. How about you? Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. CM Punk. CM Punk. Chris Hero. Chris Hero. Either Cesaro or Colt. All right. There you go. Um, and final question from Rosewood saying, if you could get rid of one announcer, who would it be? I choose JBL because he irritates the hell out of me. Uh, how one minute he is the heel announcer and then the under, uh, and then the undertaker or another attitude era guy comes out and he totally goes babyface at mania. He literally bashed Shane and putting, put him over in the same sentence. The guy drives me crazy. Good to me. Yeah, I'm not I a agree. fan of JBL. He's actually he's got to go. He's blocked me on Twitter because I called him out one time. And oh, really? Yeah, I forgot. Well, how'd that go? Oh, he was saying that Michael Cole is the greatest announcer. I remember this now. Like play by play, and I'm like, dude, have you completely forgotten about Jr.? And the next thing I know, I was blocked. So I'm like, all right, well, at least he saw it. Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna do it for for us this week. Whoa, did he? Va- did you tag him or did he vanity search? I I tagged him. Okay. I was like, dude, JBL, are you completely oblivious to to Jim Ross? I'd just like to know who. I was like, no offense, but Jim Ross is top. Sorry. I'd just like to know who the vanity searchers are. <laughs> so uh, so that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you for uh, all the questions and the feedback. Make sure to submit your questions and your feedback on our YouTube channel, Dominus Video, also our Facebook page, Dominus Podcast. Make what sure a, to check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com. What a fucking bummer of a week. I feel like we were super negative. Yeah, that's all right. And uh, make sure you subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, at WNS Podcast, at WNS underscore Daniel, and at Tyler underscore Bear on Twitter. Um, so we're, so we're s- sold. Support Noah Art on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to uh, have a, uh, we're a at picture. We're likes right now. We're trying to get up to a million. Yes. <laughs> Again with the millions, make it happen. Actually, uh, I have twenty likes right now. Ooh, but on the um, way. When I look, it just says probably the people I know. So. Uh, okay, uh, so yeah, um, we just like to give shit to our good friend Noah, and that's <laughs> what Noah. we're doing. We're sticking it to him, and uh, we'll. I'll have a. If you want to support picture. the show, that's the best way. Yes, yeah, good way. All right, so there you go for the podcast crew. I'm Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Aber. I'm Doug, and we will catch you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>